Okay. And hello, everybody. <laughs> this is Stronghold Podcast, episode 11. I'm here with Mahara Siri. What's up, Yo, buddy? Oh, what's up? Not much, How not much. You? Just chilling, just training. We're training every day. This apparently it's is actually hilarious. a real important thing. We're going, what the fuck is this thing? First of all, what's it what called? What's the point of that? No one knows. No one knows we what have, that is. No one knows the name of this thing. I just assume it's like a clipper or something like that. Clipper, clapper. Like clipper, clapper, clapper. I don't know. Point don't is, know. it's a funny object. It actually has a purpose. It syncs all of the audio. Am I right? It syncs all the audio. So it looks ridiculous, <laughs> but it's important, apparently. No shit. Anyway, what's up, dude? I'm learning things. Uh, not much. Not much. You know, just living my life, man. Like, just living. <laughs> we had to start this podcast because yeah. I thought we were just talking about so much good shit that we needed yeah. to get on the podcast because we needed to start recording. I mean, we could totally, like, just redo that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just, like, talk. Yeah. You know, it's all good. Well, it's I love... The reason why I wanted to get you on the podcast is because yeah. we actually haven't really hung out outside of competitions or anything, but yeah, every time I much. met you, it was always easy to talk with you, easy totally. to chat with you, totally. and you're inside the community and shit, so I yeah. knew it would be a perfect person to do the podcast with. Yeah. So you just trained, right? I just trained, man. I just uh, got my ass kicked by Lake over at Impact, you know what I'm saying? He got me in this nice face crank, man. Yeah, man, shit. Face crank? Face crank. What was he yeah. doing? Like, what was the position? He took me, he took my back, man. He took my back, just got that nice, like, got that nice bite across, like, the oh, forearm the across Conor my fucking... McGregor the one? Khabib Conor McGregor one, man. Yeah. He's been working on that. It's fucking ridiculous, That's man. That's a rough one. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, you also kind of feel like it's kind of a dick move because you're not under the chin, but it works anyway. It, it's like a fake, it's like a, a wrist lock, right? You know the wrist lock goes this way? Yeah. You always kind of feel like... You know, I, I can I can tank this for a little bit, right? And then, but you can't. And then your spine cracks, and you're and like, no, your I'm spine good. cracks, your fucking face, your teeth come out, and all that. Yeah. So he did. I guess never the, happened to me. The palm to palm. He went palm to palm. It was pretty yeah, fucking ridiculous. That's nasty. I know. That's I know. Yeah. We have a few visitors today. I just wasn't ready for that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like a late night. That. That's an emotional moment when you get face cracked <laughs> like that. That's I, a little. I always come in late for class, right? So it's like I'll, I'll walk in. I'll be like, okay, okay, who's who's there? Right, like who, who's just chilling in the class right now, right? Like who, who's training today, right? And some days you're like, okay, it's all the smaller guys, it's all good, right? And the other days it's like, you know, you got Lake down there, you got you got my main man, Eugene, mm. you know what I'm saying? There's big boys, right? And uh, you know those days are going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. when you come in late. He probably gave you that face crank just because. Just because, just every just single time. Yo, I roll up like all the fucking time. Right? So, like, <laughs> How many people were on maybe the Maybe so that's, that's multiple times. Like he's paying me also, every time yeah, he cracks so he's me. he's giving a little something extra in there. <laughs> every single time, right? That's like five classes worth of... <laughs> that's him saying, don't turn your back, bro. Come on. Yeah, don't you get the back. face crank. Yo, I'm working on my throw game, man. I'm working on those counters. You know it what I'm is, saying? That is one of those moves that yeah. people don't use because it's like kind of considered to be yeah. a dick, bit of a dick move, but the it face works, crack. man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. if you get it just on the jawline, like... Why man, not? What are you going to do? Let your neck get broken? Like... Well, I mean, I think first your jaw breaks, right? Yeah. So, like, that, that's legit to me, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's on your face, but if your jaw is going to break, what's the difference between a jaw breaking and your finger popping off, right? Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, exactly. it should totally be legal. I mean, I, don't, I think so. But it's, yeah, it's one of those ones when you put it on somebody, they're yeah. kind of going to look at you and be like, dude, what the fuck? I disagree. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, but. exactly. Like that, <laughs> twisters, whatever, man. Yeah, you I know? do them all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I just put, fucking tap. I do it to my wife, Charmaine, all the time. She always <laughs> reaches back when I go with the one you, hook you in. You go for the twister? Yeah. You go for the twister on Charmaine? Fuck, bro. <laughs> I did it to a kid the other day. You did it to a child? I look like a five-year-old sometimes. You did it to a five-year-old? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not cranking it. Right, right. I'm like, don't reach back like that. Or else, and they're like, I can, yeah, yeah. Twist it up and shit. I can totally damage you for life, you know? Like, Because you know all the... Yeah, exactly. I can name you permanently for the rest of your life. To be fair, Train that's kind of like... 
<laughs> that's great marketing right there. It's yeah. just like just train jujitsu. You learn how to like damage people permanently for life. I shared right? this video the other day. It was like uh, me doing MMA sparring with one of the kids. Sure, it's cool, man. Because like right. there was like this kid Brendan. I used to teach him in in uh, KL. Yeah. He's like eight years old or something, but yeah. we put him in shin pads, do the whole thing. Yeah. And the good thing with kids is like yeah. you can let them just go. Yeah. So like I'm wearing shin pads and just the big gloves or whatever, sure. and they can wear okay. MMA gloves, but they can just go hard, right? Because yeah. they're not going to hurt you too bad, right? Right, right. So they can kick, I let them kick yeah. me like full power, let them go for takedowns, let sure. them. So it's a full on like MMA route. They're so punching. they're going hard on you, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. It's great because when you watch it, you're like, you know, he kicked me in the leg like three yeah. times. Then I'm like, oh, my leg. And then I fall down just yeah. to see if he'll come in. And then he comes in throwing punches and starts to pass the guard and hammer fist me and shit. So he's learning like real life skills right yeah. now, right? Real like MMA. it's like proper, right? Like 100%. Yeah. What point do you think, like that will like in, in terms of like age, right? What point do you think like that will be too dangerous for you, right? Assuming you, you like your body, like yeah. you're fine and all that. What point do you think like? You, I think it would be, be more be okay damaging to them than me because right. I think once they start to get like adolescent strength, yeah. yeah. So maybe around 13, 14, 15, yeah. If they give me a hard kick yeah. and like they kick my elbow or they kick my hip or they kick my knee yeah. or something like yeah. that, it's gonna hurt them more than me. Uh, I wouldn't okay. be so worried about like me not blocking it, right. like. I mean, right. I doubt they're going to be able to land clean on me, but even sure. if they did, I'd probably be okay. But if yeah. they kick me wrong yeah. and then cracked a, kicked an elbow or gotcha. something, they could break their foot. Or, okay, you know. all right. But when they're small, like, they're basically, those kids are, yeah. like, just bubble. They're just blobs. They're like the, the Gumby. Yeah, right? they're and impossible they almost, to damage. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some kids eat shit hard <laughs> in training over the years, right? I mean, <laughs> running into walls, like, getting slammed, like, punt, like, Kids were getting little tiffs all the time and push each other. Like, I've seen some kids eat shit hard. And, like, they just, five minutes later, yeah. they're laughing with each other again. And, like, it's it never happened. It's ridiculous sometimes, you know? right? Like, you, like we, we have, like, a kids program over at Impact, right? So, like, after class, I usually just kind of, like, you know, chill around that area. And then you see those kids, like, when they spar and when they do stuff, right? Their, their necks are going in weird positions. They can do headstands or just land on their head from, like, a foot, which is kind of, like, their height, <laughs> right? <laughs> So, like, if, if I landed on my neck from, like, I'm, like, what, 173 right now, right? If I landed on my head from 173, I'd fucking die. Yeah, you wouldn't be walking. I wouldn't be. I'd, I'd probably just die, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they'll cry for, like, a minute or two, and then you give them something, and then they're forget about they're it. They're not instantly. crying because of pain, though. They're usually crying because, like... You know, like shock some, or something. Yeah, well, the shock or, or, or someone beat them at something, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're frustrated, you know? It's usually that shit. Yeah, we did the... We went to the Singapore SJ, SG BJJ, BJJ Open. Open. Yeah, yeah. We did that competition yesterday. Man, there was this dude yeah. at the kids' competition that was yeah. just fucking insane. What do you mean? He, uh, this kid, yeah. the the kid was like he had a Kazakhstan flag. So I don't know if they came in from overseas or something. Okay. But I mean, everybody was taking videos of this guy. It was just this dad who was screaming his fucking head off, recording his kid, and he was just screaming at him the whole time, screaming while he was running. He's like, you do that. He was he was the coach. They didn't have an actual coach. I mean, just screaming at the top of his lungs to the point where everybody's recording him. Bit much. And then uh, much. even like the kid would win the match and yeah. then he would pull him to the side and he would sit there and point at him and lecture him Why? to the side for like 10 minutes and this kid's just like Why? okay and then this is the worst part right yeah. they're doing the medal ceremony yeah and uh the kid competed in three divisions yeah and he was like a white and gray belt and so he got second in white one division gray. cool yeah and then he's just sitting on the podium and he's got this horribly sad look on his face like he's just <laughs> he's just looking like this and then one of the organizers yeah. like a girl comes yeah. over and like Turns his oh, mouth up, right? Turns his mouth up to the oh. smile. And then the dad goes, no, he can't smile. Only first place can smile. 
And we're all just like, bro, dude, calm the fuck dude, down. That is like the definition of toxic parenting. Exactly. You know That's a definition of what you're not supposed I'm to do. I'm standing right by this guy and I'm like, dude. And then like, and then he goes, and then he won his division. This was like one of the other divisions that he competed in that he got second. Yeah. Then he won another division and then he goes up and he gets first place and the dad goes, now you can smile. Now you can smile. Did I'm he just, smile? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Because he clearly uh, understands that if he wins, he's allowed to smile. Dude, that's fucking ridiculous. Dude, it was, everybody was recording this guy and like I saw it on what a bunch a of people. If you were at the competition and you saw the kids yeah. competition, everybody knows this guy. Dude. He was apparently giving the organizers a bunch of shit. I mean, just screaming out of his lungs. If that guy's like, watching right now, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. That is just terrible parenting. That's ridiculous. One of, my, <laughs> one of my students actually competed against him and lost. And the dad, because we were all watching this guy. Sure. Everybody could hear him. Yeah. So everybody wanted his kid to lose. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> just not because. because the just because the parent. It wasn't even, it wasn't even the kid, right? Yeah. But so one of my uh, students was competing against him. And he was like, oh, you could compete. Beat his son because yeah. this guy was just <laughs> so much shit. So you're ruined against the kid. It's just because the this parents poor such a dick. Thing. Yeah, I mean, you just felt bad for the kid because he's sitting there. Like even when he won, yeah. he's getting the finger wag, right, and just yelling at him, and he's just sitting there like this in the side between do this, every one of his that. matches. He competed in three divisions. Right? He's a so, fucking child. He's yeah, a child. A child is supposed to fucking enjoy what. Listen, like the second the kid is not. Like, has a choice, right? He's not going to fucking do that anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's just not going to... Because he doesn't enjoy it. It's not his. You know, you got to make it his, right? It's fucking ridiculous that, that that's still a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does he get out of just winning a little kid's competition? You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, like, having that experience. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And the experience of losing, which is really fucking important. Yeah, and he did you lose. Know? And he yeah. wasn't a good loser, right? Because you see... He's looking off. If my kid went up there, like with the kids that I teach, yeah. and we're all pissy and shit because they didn't yeah. win, I'd be like, "Hey, get it together." Exactly. Like, you can't. You'd be humble in victory and defeat. Yeah. Like, you, that's something you have to learn. So if I was coaching a kid and they went yeah. up there and did that, I'd be like, "Hey, you should be proud of yourself. You tried. Sometimes exactly. you win. Sometimes you lose. Yeah. Sometimes but the to, guy's just better than you. To right? train them to be sometimes a bad sport is just like really toxic parenting. It's it's a terrible. Like the guy doesn't. Like, the guy obviously isn't like mature. You know what I'm saying? You probably shouldn't be having kids. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> exactly. You're like, give that kid up for adoption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the worst part of the, the whole thing is that yeah. this kid is probably going to bring those qualities into adulthood. Probably. Right? He's going to be probably. toxically competitive. And people will probably... He was the only kid... At, I mean, I assume they flew in from somewhere because yeah. he was repped the Kazakhstan flag and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But he was the only kid who wasn't like playing with other kids that wasn't like hanging out with other kids he yeah. was just constantly being like berated by his dad alone on the side and the organizers had to ask him to like leave and shut the hell up and really he was giving them attitude no but they right. they tried to kick him out of the back area because oh. he was standing in the yeah. back the whole time they're like yeah. bro you gotta gotta get over there yeah, <laughs> like, exactly exactly you're, you're you're just fucking up our logistics yeah you know which is saying? a kind way of saying get the fuck out of here see like the thing is right there's nothing worse than learning how to lose when you're an adult yeah, right? exactly. You know, when yeah. you're like in your 20s or something and like shit actually happens to you, right? Like you lose a fucking job or something, right? Or the interviews don't work out or mm. something, right? Like, you know, you, you, get, you go broke, you know, shit like that, right? There's nothing worse than learning how to do that and learn how to take that emotionally, right? When you're actually that age, right? Because that's when actually stakes matter, right? This is all just fucking training for that, right? It's crazy. That dude doesn't get it, Yeah, you know? I would argue that learning how to lose is more important yeah. than learning how to win. I think so. 
And it's the so. first and the prerequisite steps, right? Because everybody's yeah. a beginner at some point. Yeah. And you have to go through that process. If yeah. you're a good loser, yeah. it's going to make you a good skill learner. Yeah. Because if you, if you think you're going to win at everything first try, you're yeah. not going to. You have to be able to take those defeats. And if you're willing to get back up on the horse, that's what's going to lead to long-term exactly. growth. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, you just got to wonder, like, what this kid's... <laughs> it's kind of the point of jiu-jitsu. Eight if years you think old, about this kid, by the way. Like eight years old. Yeah, like eight, eight years nine, old, and he's like got that? that pressure on him. Yeah. What the fuck? At a local kids, it's not the world championships, yeah. right? Like, it's not the world championship. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's not the world championship. And even if it was the world championship, like, still, doesn't the matter. same rules apply? Does it actually matter if you're eight years old and win the world championship at like whatever belt you're at? You know, let's say it's orange belt, eight, eight, you know, or green. What's the last one? Green. Green, right? Green if you're and black, green belt, I guess. If you're green belt, does that actually matter that much? It really doesn't. No. You know what I'm saying? No one fucking remembers that shit, right? You still do the Grappalasia, right? The yeah, organized still, the Grappalasia. Still, yeah. Is there is there one coming up? Uh well we don't have any plans like you know uh, right now, like mm. nothing's set, so I can't can't say anything. Can't say anything. I was just gonna ask you if you've seen some some similar stuff at uh, yeah. any of those competitions. Similar stuff at those yeah. competitions? Parents just this, the local the Singaporean parents tend to get it, I think. I think you they get do. it more with the foreigners, I would yeah. suspect. Which in this case was what was going to, on. But. To be honest, like I nothing, not like I've I've always had a really good. Okay, you have what you get at at those competitions is parents kind of like being a little bit overbearing with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So they'll they'll show you the competition video. They'll be like, "Hey, I think your ref made a few bad calls, yeah. that kind of stuff, right?" And they really, really, really push the issue. We get those things, right? We get a lot of that stuff, right? Uh, as far as like. You know, being on the sidelines, just kind of like berating their child. Now, I haven't seen anything too crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yo, I mean, who knows? Maybe those same parents are coming to us, right? Also do that in the back. You ever see, you ever <laughs> see yeah. You ever see that, uh, you know? it's on Instagram, like uh, the yeah. kids that were wrestling. Yeah. And then the mom or the dad just gets onto the yeah. mat and fucking throws the other kid or something. Smacks him in the head, right? Oh, is it? I can't Smacks him in the head. Uh, this is like, uh, it's like Kazakhstan or something. Well, is it? Yeah, the, the, the lady had a hijab. She had a hijab on, <laughs> you know, and she was like, wham. <laughs> I just fucking slapped the kid in the head. And this, the guy looks up at her like, mom, why? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's got to be worse for the like kid. You're making me look like an asshole of my friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. It does happen because I've definitely yeah. seen some videos. But the, yeah, the type of parenting here is uh, a bit different. They tend to be yeah. more, yeah, sticky with like the rules yeah. and shit like that. But. You know, being a referee and stuff like that, it's a thankless job. They, yeah, tell me about it, man. Yeah, yeah they get, a, they get a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, but it's, it's required. You need the referees on there. You definitely need the referees, right? Well, there definitely needs to be a feedback and loop. I mean, there's no yeah. question that to learn is, yeah. is the only way, right? And yeah. you're going to make mistakes, especially totally. if you're like, if you're like a purple belt or something, and it's a blue belt refereeing your first competition. Exactly. For sure, there's going to be some yeah. growing pains Or brown there, belt. Yeah. You know, or brown, but it doesn't matter what belt you are, right? Like I was brown when I first yeah. refed, I think. I, I think I was blue. I was either blue or purple, mm. right? I don't remember. But, yeah, I made all kinds of mistakes, right? All kinds of mistakes, mm. right? Like my first competition. Especially God, back when we started. I didn't know the rules. Yeah. When we started, there, was, there wasn't really many people who knew. Yeah. So, like, to get the scene going, yeah. you have to kind of start there and then. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. You know? So, you're, it's almost like you're, you're doing, like, a pro bono kind of thing, right? You're like, yo... Nobody wants to do this shit, so I'm doing it, you know. Uh, man, I think the first competition, I read the rules, like, like properly, the rules document, like, three days in advance. Mm. You know, I was learning as I went along, you know. That was, like, the very first one that we did in, like, City Square inside, right? Yeah, I remember that. I think, yeah. I, I, think I competed in that one. You competed in that? I think I competed against Shinya in that one, actually. 
the one purple inside. belts. Yeah, yeah. No shit. May, okay. It may have been the second or third. That's when I was training at Evolve. Right. Right. So I think, okay. it, yeah, I think I competed against Shinya in that yeah. one, which is where I think I met you the first time. Ah, right, right. I remember that now. And then right. I refed later on after I got my brown belt with you guys. But, ev- but even then, that, I yeah. remember, I mean, I knew the rules from competing, but yeah. enforcing them and getting... It's different. Yeah, it's and different. understanding yeah. The, the, the nuances. That, yeah, exactly. That's the thing, right? It's Which, by the way, like, are constantly changing, right? So, like, mm-hmm. the IBJJF is constantly, like, just... You kind of have to keep it, keep up with it, right? You know, like uh, that whole thing about like uh, what do they call it, crossashi, crossashi, mm-hmm. the uh, the entrance to the uh, to the knee bar. Yeah. If you go over, like for even a second, that's a DQ. Yeah, right. A lot of people don't know that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I've seen refs like on on YouTube and all that, just like you know, with an underhook DQ the guy, right? And consider that reaping. A lot of people don't keep up with this shit. Yeah, and it is. Cha- they change them every year. They update yeah. them slightly. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. No, they need to. Yeah. I think they need to. I've gone on and on about this. I don't want to talk about it too much. But yeah. I, I talked on and on about how yeah. they need to change some of the rules for IBJJF. Like reversals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I how do they not have that. points for reversals? I even think the number one rule, if I could change anything, right. would be stand up, clean sure. break. Right. Should be a one point. Stand up, clean break. Stand up, clean. Like if, if okay. you're on top of me yeah. and uh, I'm playing guard or whatever. Sure. I, if I stand up and I right. clean break, I right. break the grips, stand up and get away. Like just... Right. Establish neutrality on the feet. Right. Like in wrestling, it's an escape, right? But you, can, you give a point for that? Yeah, because right. then it would, it would require people to keep you down. Keep you down. Yeah. And also, I think that standing up yeah. and clean break is the, basically the, the essence of martial arts, right? It's self-defense. Mm. If, you could, if I can get someone, even if they're bigger than me, if they're right. on top of me and I can stand up and get away, that's the cornerstone of, of martial arts. And on With, the reverse, yeah. if you could, holding me down, right. we're not obligated to play that game necessarily. Right. Like for, and it would be a bridge yeah. toward MMA, yeah. which is also self-defense based, right? So I have to keep you down yeah. rather than just accept the fact that we're, I'm on bottom and you're on top. But if I pull guard, like, okay, so would you do it like if the guy p- passed guard, so he's not on the guard, all right, then the guy escapes, right? Would you count that as escape? Or if... It's just a matter of like, okay, I'm on top, you're on bottom. It doesn't matter if you're playing guard or not. If you get away from me right now, you get a point. I think both. Both? Both. But then you have guys like pull guard and then do an escape. Ooh, yeah, that's mm. a good point. So it might, it may, it might make sense. Maybe if, if you, they pass the guard. Yeah. Maybe if they're past the guard. But then you run into the, the whole Turl situation, right? Like, Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Honestly. You, you pass to Turl, but that's not really a pass, mm. right? At least it's never considered an... ADCC do I still wouldn't whatever, I still right? wouldn't consider yeah. I mean like the ADCC yeah. rules ADCC rules I think are the yeah. best same thing with like the clean pass yeah, I'd say so <laughs> right I mean yeah. if you do a clean like if I take you down and I pass the side yeah. control immediately that's got to be rewarded higher than going into your guard and then passing because why would I ever even want to enter into that yeah that I agree game? with you I agree with you right the same thing downs, clean sweep right yeah if I can sweep you yeah. and straight pass yeah that should be rewarded way more highly because it's negating the whole aspect of your game I'm trying to avoid which is the guard I would say, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I'd say it's a little bit hard to, like, score in ADCC. Like, and, and that's one gripe I have with it. But the number one gripe has got to be the, the negative point. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Right? You know what I'm point. saying, right? Yeah, the, the, the guard pull. That's rough. For guard pulling, yeah. But like, I kind of like it because I'm a wrestler. So I know, <laughs> but... <laughs> I know, I know. And all these jiu-jitsu people were like, but guard pulling is guard pulling. You know what's hilarious? I had a fucking... <laughs> I had students that trained here for, like, yeah. three months. Sure. They didn't even know guard pulling was a thing, right? And I, then I had one student come in, and uh, my, my friend Dave, he's one of my three-stripe blue belts, he's talking with one of my students, Ethan, who's going to compete. Yeah. And I just don't even, I make my guys start on the feet always. Right. And like generally my rule is, unless you're competing, yeah. you just don't pull guard, because yeah. then it forces them to work their wrestling. Sure. Right? Yeah. And then, so he comes in, and he's like, why don't you just pull guard? And then I just saw my, my student's brain like explode for a minute. He's like, 
And then I was like, no, Dave, you ruined it. You ruined now them all forever. he's gonna do is sit on his you fucking ass them. and butt and butt them. scoot. Once you butt scoot, you don't go back. <laughs> exactly. I was like, Once bro, you go you just ruined it for me. <laughs> Once you butt scoot's over. These guys didn't even know it was a possibility and you just fucked it up. <laughs> I find myself doing that. You like as a jujitsu guy, you have to force yourself to play like to, to play top to, 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 to wrestle. wrestle to yeah. wrestle right like that's a thing you and you, you always see it like you know when, when I when I train right like the, like I'll if I'm doing okay with the grip fighting and all that the guy will sit guard right mm. if I'm not doing okay with the grip fighting I'm gonna sit guard yeah you know what I'm saying it's just an option right I mean I do it too I, yeah. I shouldn't talk shit but I do it because like yeah. I want my students to work on their passing or sure, whatever sure, so sure. I'm definitely a guard puller in yeah. some context and even my students that compete yeah. if they're predominantly a guard player yeah. if I feel like that's gonna give them a better shot to win yeah. then I'll do it but for training yeah. I want people to get the reps yeah. to go for takedowns yeah. and if you give the option for them to guard pull all the time they're just going to because it's so hard to wrestle and then you just be doing jujitsu. Like, yeah, exactly. always be doing jujitsu, mm. right and then you can't you don't have that like that cross train ability or whatever right mm. i think wrestling wrestling especially for nogi right like there's a lot of cool shit that you can transfer from wrestling to like nogi right yeah a lot of cool shit and people are constantly figuring that stuff out right the funk roll stuff you know yeah. B- bjj scout uh, did like this uh, yeah grand breeze and all that uh pearson rolls all that good stuff from turl right like scramble type stuff and right? even just the basic stand-ups yeah right you know like if someone's on your back got yeah. you in a turtle yeah you, you can try to roll the guard but yeah. stand up to- hip heist yeah hip heist is a thing right totally. all these little things right even like even some of the basic wrestlings like reshooting or peeking yeah. out all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff like that's really important those are important techniques um or like uh finishing from like a failed shot you know like i've been i've been watching some of this stuff man this is awesome series on youtube um i've got mnhs wrestling something like that but it, they got they basically filmed you know john smith right mm. they basically just filmed john smith like giving like a seminar to these coaches right on all the different like tactics that he has like from from the low single failed low singles failed shots you know and it's all stuff that you apply like i'm finding myself in those positions right all the time right in like jujitsu right when i play jujitsu because my guard kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> so i turn a lot right so like you find yourself in those positions a lot when your guard sucks right um i don't think your guard sucks <laughs> it's, it's not great it's not great especially in nogi like but i can I, vouch for your passing you knee sliced the bejesus out of me for like you. eight minutes thank so you. i can <laughs> my hair and i competed for the listeners and he crushed me my soul with a knee slice Four for years like ago. eight You've minutes got a lot better. <laughs> well i appreciate you saying that but you got the better of so me violent. in the competition <laughs> You gave me the knee slice of doom for like eight fucking minutes, man. I, I kind of just like stalled you out a bit. Like you I, changed I, my game. Yeah, you yeah. changed my game. Did I? Yeah, because now like the quarter guard is one of my best positions. <laughs> oh my After god! After that competition, yeah, yeah. I went back and I just hit that shit over and over and over. And now if people knee slice me, yeah. like, that's actually one of my best. You've positions got you've got now. answers to that, right? Now I do, but yeah. I didn't then. I the just bump the things. Like, yeah, I only yeah. got there if like people got way too far in a knee yeah. slice, and I was fucked a long time ago. But now I actively pull that position. No like, shit, you changed my game. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That fucking knee slice, man. Yo, well, to be fair, I've been working on that. I've been working on that that, that particular thing. Well, that knee slice? No, yeah, that that position, the mm. core guard position. I was I also work on that shit. The bottom, yeah. you mean? The bottom yeah, core yeah. guard? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like it when people pull to that too. It's like yeah, I love that position. It's a it's like a dog fight, right? Like it's like fifth, it's basically like fifty fifty, right? Yeah. You got just as many answers as like the guy on top, right? There's so many different options, right? And I like it yeah. because it's like a last ditch position. Mm. So I always like my game's all like close guard, half guard, quarter guard. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like a sequence. Yeah. And so my if you have a really good quarter guard, yeah. like 
that last sequence to pass, if you can get really good there, yeah. usually there's several things that have had to have happened for you to be there in the first place. Sure. So when you get there, if yeah. you're really good in that position, yeah. it gives you a, a sort of X factor. That last, that last kind of layer of the guard, right? Yeah. The layer of, uh, layer of the onion. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That you just can't, you just can't do it, right? Yeah. We got a guy, um, Joel, Joel Ong, Ong, right? I don't um, think I know him. Um, Maybe. Yeah, he can be, uh, he's a purple belt right now. Probably gonna get promoted, but uh, yeah, that that dude that dude plays almost exclusively like like core guard position, right? And it's like, yeah, it's a tricky ass situation, right? Because if he can hold your leg in that position, right, it's just grip fighting. It's just grip fighting and like opening you up to the to the different sweeps from that, right? The late Lucas Leches sequence. That's what I do. Yeah, you yeah. like that? Yeah, it's all underhooks getting to the yeah. dog fight. That's yeah. like my whole. And then you got rolls from there with wrist control and shit, right? Yeah, you can also go to the. Yeah. Do you play it to the opposite side, like the three quarter mount? I don't play it. I See, suck at if it. If you get good at that side, there's a lot of a lot of good deep half entries and stuff that you can get from Ooh, there yeah, as well. That's right. That's because right, yeah. I got good at the knee slice side, yeah. but then when people would push their knee either to my stomach yeah. to try and counter it or they would go to the three-quarter right. mount right that's when i would i'd get stuck there so then i practiced right. like pulling the knee through and then going to like the deep half or the reverse half that's one of the weaknesses i have with like my like my uh my passing sequence right like when i go to the three-quarter mount i get pulled sucked in a deep half if i don't get the arm yeah i don't know people at home can't visualize this shit oh but no bro all these listeners are probably fucking jujitsu nerds good. so right, <laughs> exactly so, so if so i can't go deep man go if deep i can't the get the arm if i can't get the underhook and then tilt the guy into me right and then sit on his head right to go for a kimura uh, go for the Kimura grip, but I got no control. I'm fucked, right? If they can hide the arm in time, right? I'm done, right? That's that's like my that's a weakness of my sequence. Yeah, play that yeah. game. Have people start you in three quarter mount because then yeah. that's like the worst case scenario, right? Because sure. it's better to be on the knee slice side for, if you're yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. When they put it to the other side, and it like bad. kind of reinvents the game, yeah. and it can get you to like some deep half, reverse half. Yeah. You know who I learned it all from was Jake McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. He's a He's That's a half guard master, yeah. and yeah. he would always want people to knee slice him and want people to back step because right. he's reverse half, and it's such an esoteric position that he's a master at it. So if he gets people yeah. to back step, he's so much better in that position than like 99% of black belts because it's really nobody yeah. plays it. He goes for that. Um, there's that butterfly sweep thing that yeah, you do. Yeah, the hook right? sweep yeah. that he goes yeah. to from there. He'll yeah. also dig to the back take, Super or tricky. he'll trip you when you back step. Yeah. Actually, I was talking it's about this. A, and I wanted yeah. to pick your brain about yeah. the. Um, do you think? It's it's my thought yeah. that the like the modern day heel hooking game has yeah. sort of killed the knee yeah. slice to a certain extent because everybody's backstepping to the inside senkaku right to yeah. the saddle yeah so like now if you get into that knee slice position everybody's looking to backstep you backstep in the saddle but that's not like a, a guaranteed finish right you still gotta have like finishing skills yeah to, to be honest I can't really talk too much about it. like do, my, you, do you play that game do you heel hook my, at all my leg locking game sucks. Balls. Is it like like you seriously. still play that traditional I'm, pussy jujitsu? I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm in 2020, bro. I'm I'm like no gi, like IBJJF world's no gi. You know what I'm saying? I'm that that's my thing. Oh, I'm not playing with I'm the dark that Josh Hinger, Josh Hinger style. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like you gotta come <laughs> to the dark about. side, bro. Come to the dark side. I, I play like I, I go for helix and all that, but let me just say like my finishing mechanics for helix. I'll have a fully extended inside senkaku right inside heel hook, and I have trouble finishing that. Mm. Right, that's how that's my level. I'm literally a white belt. Literally a white belt. I've been doing this ten years. I'm literally a white belt finishing. But I mean, they rewrote they rewrote so their book like in the last four or five years with that four kind of stuff. Years, it's all new. Yeah, like yeah. it's all it's all new stuff. Relatively, relatively. You know, I got a lot of injuries. No excuses. I got a lot of injuries. Is it knee? <laughs> knee injuries. Yeah. Left side. It's the worst. Mine too. That's yeah. My, that's my bad one. Mm. Meniscus. I tore it in a fight. Damn. And it always 
always okay. clicks when I curl it. Like a like a real fight on the MMA streets? fight. No, no. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been. Fun fact: never been in a street fight in my life. You've never been in a street fight. Never. I've only been Holy in fights shit. that I've been paid for. Oh my god! Well, like amateur fights. Yeah, well done, sir. Bro, cheers, I, cheers to that. Bro, cheers, cheers that, man. That's, that's a terrible. Hey, I, I de-escalate. Bro. <laughs> you de-escalate. Maybe I'm just a bitch. <laughs> you got I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when shit gets real, I'm just a bitch. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't step up. You don't be like. You don't be like, yo, bro, what's up? Bro, you want to throw bro, down? You want to throw down? What? Uh, I'm not what? That let's, guy. let's fight this out. Because I don't, can't use my words right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think when I was younger, the potential to yeah. get into those, those situations existed more. Sure. But as an adult, I'm just like, no, nah, it's not even worth Especially in Singapore. Like, well, you, yeah, tell me about it. What right? are you going to do? Like, fight someone and then go to jail just because even if you even if yeah. it's self-defense like like plus, what's the point you know at that point right like i i've never been like in a fight myself like a proper proper fight like i fight friends you know mm. what i'm saying like i fought a friend once when i was like in poly like fucking 15 years ago or something like drunk? that right what drunk he was drunk he was drunk he was drunk uh, he came at me he uh, came at me and he was being held back Oh, shit. And I jabbed him in the fucking face. Oh. <laughs> While he was being held back. <laughs> While he was being held back. <laughs> his arms are behind his back and you're like, he boom, like, fuck you. Like, and I went, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I tagged him. I'm Keep it classy, bro. <laughs> Keep it classy, man. Shit. Uh, I don't even know if I won that fight, man. Like, I, I basically kind of tagged him a few times. And next thing you know, like, I'm getting headbutted in the fucking face. Oh, he headbutted you. He headbutted me hard. Oh, shit. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He can yeah, do that. Headbutts are a thing. And, and good for him, man. Like, I deserved it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who who did deserve it? You or him? Or was it being uh, both? He was being a dick, but I I kind of escalated the situation. If you right? punched him so first, he, I kind of punched him mm. first. He was being held back, and yeah. he was coming at me, but but you know he was being held back also. Yeah, <laughs> he was being held back too. You know what I mean? Like it was over at that point. But yeah. nowadays, as a like fucking adult, as you a fucking thirty-two-year-old, yeah. not even. Yeah, me too. Close. Yeah. No. If, if it would happen, I mean, I've been in situations that got heated and stuff, but yeah. I've never ever had the urge to like hit somebody. And that's one of the things about training. I don't get that. You yeah. understand what it's like. Yeah. Right. Like you understand the sort of nature of violence a little bit, which yeah. is why I think people should train, yeah. especially guys yeah. that have that kind of natural aggression to them. Mm. It's really important to train to channel Control. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because you learn like yeah. what the, to a certain extent like the nature of violence. Yeah. Yeah. And when you know what it's like to punch yeah. somebody and to be hit and to also hurt yeah. people. And to hurt people. Like people know? have a, f people like visualize, I think a lot about yeah. oh, getting in this yeah. fight and yeah. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And it's like this fantasy that they have. It's kind of romantic in their head. Yeah. Right. But when you actually hurt someone yeah. and you see them down or you get hurt or you get hurt. Yeah. But for me, it's the other way around. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess I can kind of desensitize to yeah. pain, but when I, even in training, if I accidentally yeah. hurt someone, like yeah. especially if I hurt them pretty bad, yeah. I get like sick to my stomach. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, sure. I've never really hurt anyone bad, like broken yeah. a limb or anything, but, yeah. you know, I've like hit my wife with a couple hard body shots or something. Actually, the worst one I ever yeah. felt was uh, I was holding pads yeah. for, for, I can't even remember exactly how it happened. Yeah. I think uh, I was holding pads, or no, she was holding pads for me. Sure. And she'd asked me how to hold for an uppercut. This was at Clinch. Right, and she was holding it under her chin. Oh shit! And I, okay, I okay. told her before I was like, "Don't hold it under your yeah. chin, because if I hit you, it's yeah. gonna go up and it's gonna hit yourself." Yeah. And then she was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. And then she called a combination, and we went yeah. like another round. And then she went like one, two uppercut, and she held it by. I was already so far yeah. gone into the uppercut, yeah. bro. It took her fucking feet off the ground. Oh. She was like parallel to the floor, and then she was just on the ground. She was crying. I was like, uh, "Oh god!" No. I felt sick to my stomach, man. I felt so bad. That's tough. For like she couldn't talk the next day oh like, my god it bro, was her all... fucking she flew out of her shoes like Jesus. her feet were off the yeah, ground she small like. yeah <laughs> she's 50 kilos man Damn. and i threw like a full power rear uppercut underneath oh her chin god. 
And I was like, oh. But, you know, there's been various injuries, too, that have happened. Like, took someone down, they, they fall yeah. wrong, stuff like that. Yeah, and when it happens, when I hurt somebody, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I mean, that that's the hardest thing about being, like, a training partner, right? Mm. You know, especially like, getting someone ready for, like, a competition or something. You go hard on them. And, like, you know, like, my, one of my main training partners, Eugene, like, I've... <laughs> I pop like just uh, yesterday. I fucking back, back spinning back elbow with his. Uh, don't ask. It was like a grip break. And oh, I, just, I was like, are you doing Muay Thai? Or? No, no, no. I was. I, it was a grip break. He, he's a judo. Black belt. <laughs> he's a judo black belt, like uh, proper, right? So you got a grip break hard. I, I was grip breaking hard, but like I, like, I did it wrong. I was supposed to go down uh, on my knee, right? I just kind of like spun, and I just spinning a back elbow with his, uh, his uh, whatever tendon is like right there, mm. right? And yeah, he just couldn't move. Right? Killed his arm. I'm always. Just, I killed his arm dead I killed his arm dead like, everything arm. past this is dead <laughs> he's like fuck you man you always do this but yeah I mean, <laughs> but i've heard that guy a few times right yeah. we kind of trade injuries you know what i'm saying you I can't think avoid I'm, it to a certain extent but yeah, it's not yeah. nice yeah it's not nice you know um like especially when you're bigger than someone or the guy like you know i'm a bit of a spaz sometimes when it comes to like larger guys you know that really give me trouble so like i'll spaz out a little bit and i i, I tag them with like with like bony parts of my body, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Do you do any uh, yeah. striking training? Uh, no, not anymore. You don't do any you know, Muay Thai yeah. or boxing or anything I used like that? to. I used to like play around with just like boxing, but we're talking like you know you can count like maybe two hands, mm. like the number of like times I've boxed uh, in like a class mm. or something. Gotta right? get or in spar. there, man. Mix it up. <sighs> I, I You've been doing jujitsu for a long time. Time to get a little, I worry, little refresher. I worry, I worry about the you know yeah, the, you the boom boing boing. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that though. Like you don't have to take the headshots. It depends on where you train. Because some gyms yeah. like spar harder than others yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, like, but but I do worry about it, right? Like I worry about yeah, like, me too. And there's also the fact that you know like I, it's not like I have a whole lot of time like to do this stuff, right? Like the, the I got a full time job and all that shit. Right? What do you so, do for? Oh, I'm an electronics engineer. Uh, yeah, I work at a startup nice. and we're building. Uh, like a hearing aid you know we're building a little hearing, a hearing, hearing aid. aid yeah yeah a hearing aid a bone conduction star hub aid. is building a hearing aid a bone conduction hearing aid yeah yeah is it for their like telecommunications what is it for their like telecommunications like are they trying to nope, or is it totally nope. separate no totally separate it's mm. basically just like a, a a bone conduction hearing aid for people with conductive hearing loss right which is like 20 percent right of like hearing loss cases or conductive hearing loss what does that mean conductive hearing so like conductive hearing loss when you're um so you like sensory neural is basically when your cochlear doesn't work right mm. the nerve and all that right and there's not not a whole lot you can do about that other than just get a normal hearing aid right and just amplify the sound conductive hearing loss when your fucking eardrum goes right oh. yeah shit like that so like jujitsu people get that sometimes just from right? getting hit or something there you go mm. jujitsu boxing muay thai all that stuff right or, or you get holes in your in eardrum however i don't know maybe you stick something in there right yeah you know maybe you're kinky like that <laughs> yeah hey, that's your that's your fetish <laughs> that's your thing the, what's the, the q-tip the q-tip just in the yeah, ear. Just oh. a little bit too far. <laughs> or maybe you walk around the house with it you know <laughs> you slam into a wall accidentally <laughs> you get fucked up but like then, then you have then you have conductive hearing loss, and there's not that much you could do about it. You got uh, bone conduction devices, but your two options are like right now. There's this really weird headphone-shaped looking thing that kind of presses a uh, a transducer, a bone like a vibrator basically, right into your skull, right? right? And it's like that's it what they do like for gas. that kind of hearing yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah. It's, or you can't can you do a, you can't do the small prosthetic. You can't do that. Oh you can't really? Do that right? That's sensory neural, and all oh, that is is just like an amplifier, right? Mm. You either have that or you have like, uh, what they call it, uh, yeah, that, that's, this is the one that's a lot more convenient but kind of fucked up. You get operated on, right? So they drill a little hole in your skull, they tap it, 
right? They put this little magnet on there and then they hook up a bone conduction device, right, with a magnet. So you got this little circle on the side of your head, right, to substitute for your ear. Wow, that sounds extreme. Yeah. So that's just, the only way? That's the only way right now. Right? So, and it's not something that can be, that can naturally heal over time. No. It's not it's something permanent once you, it's once permanent once you get it. Once, Shit, you, once you have a hole in your eardrum, you're kind of, you know, there's not that much your body's going to do, right? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we're basically just tackling the market, right? We're making little, uh, little we're basically taking a hearing aid, putting on a pair of glasses, hooking up to the back of your, back of your skull right there. And you get this nice little... And then what's the, what's the returns on that? Like, is it, is your yeah. hearing dramatically increased? Is it like back to normal or? Dramatically, especially if you're deaf, right? If oh. you're deaf, it's basically nine day, right? Really? Yeah. If wow. you, if you can hear, right, then even if you put earplugs on, it's kind of a, uh, you get the effect obviously, right? But it's not going to be as, as pronounced, right? Because you can still hear through the fucking earplugs, right? But like, if you're deaf, yeah. I didn't know Starhub did that kind of stuff. I know. You know, like, there, there's a, yeah, I mean, we're, it's deep tech, man. You mm -hmm. know, like there's a niche in the market. You just got to fucking attack it. You know what I'm saying? So you're yeah. not actually from, you, did you go yeah. through that in Singapore? You're not from Singapore, right? Were you born here? I'm not here? from Singapore, no. But you went to school here? You go kind of like everything after tertiary. So like I grew up in Bahrain, mm. right? Um, in the Middle East, right? Mm. So I grew up down there. And then when I was like 15 and a half, I finished, um, I finished the half is really important. <laughs> 15 and a half. Yeah, you're very specific half, on yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I finished the O levels, right? And I just kind of moved over here. And then with your family, they all came. Or? I was alone, but I got family here. Right. Oh, so like okay. I'm, I'm half Singaporean, right? Uh, like my mom's Chinese Singaporean, mm -hmm. you know, so I got, I got family down here and all that. I lived with like uncles for a little bit, you know, um, and I went to Polly, uh, eventually got my own place. My mom had an apartment down here. Um, and yeah, just did that. Went national service, blah, blah, you blah. You did NS and all that stuff too. I did NS too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. OCS, Echo Wing. Represent. They got you. They may have to do the NS too. <laughs> you said 15? That was when you moved across? I moved across, and then I guess when I was 18 or something, I did NS. Oh, okay. Yeah, after Polly. Yeah, that was fun. That was, that was a whole lot of fun. I mean, I think it's the only place in the world that you can actually fire a fucking rocket <laughs> rocket launcher at a hill. Yeah, Sean. Uh, one of my <laughs> business partners was telling me that like, he's like, oh yeah, he did some kind of explosives or if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember exactly what he did. Engineer explosives. Yeah, but he yeah. was like, uh, he was like, yeah, and it was all good and stuff until I know the people that were in my unit and they were firing like grenade launchers and shit and he's like, yes. those are not the people that you want to be firing grenade launchers because he's like, I know them personally and they are not equipped to be firing grenade launchers past my head. Yo, it's crazy. Some <laughs> of the shit that you, you, if you really think about like what you're doing a national service yeah. right it is and it's crazy. everybody right because yeah. every man has to go every if you're a local yeah. so and for sure all of those people should not be doing all of those jobs i i, I would say like 80 percent of the people should let like do national service should not ever touch a gun <laughs> yeah, right? they yeah, should exactly. not actually fire or learn how to strip a rifle you know what i'm saying but we do Right. So like in national service, like not everyone does like combat shit. Right. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people just do BMT and then they do other stuff like right? admin stuff, storemen, whatever. Right. But like everyone does 90 percent of people, I think, I think fire the gun. Right. 90 percent of the people do that go through it. Right. And it's crazy. Like the first gun gun range you ever do with the recruits. I was a BMT PC. Mm -hmm. And the first range you ever do is this like it's this crazy experience right like you see all these people like just nervous right just kind of what like, do they have you shooting 
Uh, just truck targets, uh, you know. Nothing yeah, but what, what kind of gun did they have you? Sar- okay, so when I did it, it was a, the first time I did it, it was a M, uh, not M6, AR-15, right? Oh, okay. Or some variant of it, yeah. I forget. Right? But that's a high-powered rifle. It's a good one. It mm-hmm. was a good one, yeah. And then, like, after that, you have the SAR-21. Mm. You know, the SAR-21 is, like, standard issue now, mm. right? I would say it's a better gun uh, just in terms of, like, ergonomics, you know? Do they have you do any handguns it was, or is it all rifles? No, no handguns, yeah. nothing like that. You do handguns, I think, if you do guards, like afterwards, mm-hmm. if you get posted to the guards, right, which is kind of the like the helicopter division or whatever, right? So if you get posted to that, you get handgun training. So you got to learn how to fire, I don't know, those little pea shooters, I think, mm-hmm. right? And, of course, like, you know, if you go like, the police or something like that, you get plenty of handgun training. You know, and you get but including they had you doing high power, high firepower things like yeah. rocket launchers and shit like so that. So I went to, I went to, <laughs> did you fire one of those? Did yeah, you did fire you a rocket launcher? The Matador. The Matador. I got the Matador. It's fun, right? Did, I know. Did you fire the full power Matador or the the full power? Damn. Nice. That See, shooting guns is fun. It's super this fun. This is why America it's loves awesome. it so much, because it's fucking fun. <laughs> Yo, man, there ain't nothing wrong about it, man. Like, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I think keep it out of range and all that. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but you can't, you can't. <laughs> if you wanted to do it now, could yeah. you? Uh, wait a minute. Like, if you wanted to fire guns now. Is there shooting range in Singapore? There's shooting range in Singapore. You can go. If I'm not wrong. If I'm not wrong. I might be wrong about this. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If handguns. Handguns. Is it live rounds? Yeah, it's live, live rounds. rounds. Okay, I was told, and like this is like third third part information, right? Second part information, but like I was told that you can buy a gun, keep it in a locker, right, as long as you rent the locker out at a, I'm pretty sure a gun range or something like that, and you can fire that, right? Is that true? Yeah. yeah. But I'm not so. sure about that anymore because mm. yeah, that's it. Yeah. It might be gone. Oh yeah. Oh then. Yeah, they're probably going to get more strict with it as time goes on. I I know a guy, like one of the guys that does uh, the Grappalasia stuff, though, so Jack, like, has does that stuff. Like, that's that's kind of his thing. So he actually has, like, a gun gun lockers in, like, the States, mm, right? Yeah. Like, for stuff they can't bring over here. He's just a fucking kid. And he's just like... <laughs> he's yeah, like, but, man, once you get bit by the gun bug... I know, it's like, fun. You can go deep It's fun. That. It's a nice toy. But even something like... They have a, but you can do, yeah. like, bow and arrow and stuff here as well. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. they have, yeah. Yeah, archery. Archery they have, they and all that. Here. Yeah. yeah I've cool. never tried that. Have you? Yeah. You tried that? American, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> you did it like a gun range? Oh, not in Singapore. Okay. I, no, okay. I haven't done the archery in Singapore. All right. No, but, but in, the in the States. US. Oh, yeah. Hunting I got like my stuff first or. I bow when I was like 14 or something. Holy but shit. My first gun was. I think I got my first BB gun when I was like 10. <laughs> those I, are fun. And those I did this fun. sadistic thing and just started shooting fucking birds and stuff. Which you're supposed to. I know. But right? I felt Fuck bad. those things. Actually, I have a... Flying di- rats. I have a distinct... Exactly. <laughs> I have a distinct memory of the first yeah. time that I was like, oh, I shouldn't just kill things for fun. Mm. And it was like, you know, you don't really think about that. But one time... I God, I must have been, and I'm from West Virginia, right? Sure. So I'm from the sticks, man. You're from West Virginia? Yeah. Holy so I'm shit. Like hillbillies, right? Like when I grew up, Small town, small town. Don't, but but don't people from West Virginia, like, like I always figure people from West Virginia got the accent. Yeah, but I, I went the... to school for drama. All right. Okay. So they, they beat that shit out of you. The, so it's just gone. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you can't, 
do Shakespeare sounding like Tennessee Williams, you know? Tennessee, <laughs> like, Tennessee Williams. Yeah, like they make you get rid of that shit. Yeah, otherwise it just sounds ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, I did. It would be so funny, though. I would, I would totally watch a play like that. Yeah. I would totally do that. I'll, I'll watch Shakespeare in Singlish. I'll watch Shakespeare in, like, Patwa, whatever, man, Jamaican. Only if you can do it <laughs> intentionally. If it's the only thing you can do, if you can't change it at all, then oh. it's a problem, right? As, a, as an actor or if you're doing drama sure. or something sure. like that. Like, sure. If you can't ever get out of your yeah. southern accent, then yeah. you're going to be stuck with it. <sighs> But, uh, so the first time I yeah. the first yeah. time I I shot I got like a twenty two I think it was yeah. twenty two I would have been 10, 11 years old or something. Wait, like so that. an actual gun? Yeah, yeah. That you can kill West someone Virginia, with, bro. shoot someone in the yes, head. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, like a real fucking gun. And uh, I lived shit. in I lived in Ravenswood, West Virginia, on, in this house. And I mean, dude, we were way back. Like, yeah. There was one neighbor, and then it took like forty five minutes to get to school by bus. Wow. And just okay. all woods. Like, it's not a city at all. It's like a... So, it's not... Would you say it's a town? Like, can you walk no, to a place? No, absolutely not. So, you can't even walk no, to a place. you're in the woods, man. Oh, my God. And, like, you know, it's enough that I can walk around yeah. as, like, a 10-year-old with a twenty-two and shoot stuff and no one can say anything to me, sure, right? Sure. That's how far back you're in the sure. woods. And so, I remember there, this guy had these, uh, you know, those white bunnies? Yeah. He was fucking breeding them. And rabbits breed everywhere, yeah, right? Sure. I don't know if he was eating them or what the guy was doing. But, I mean, they were, like hundreds of these things so he's literally a guy in the woods breeding breeding rabbits probably like doomsday prepper type dude no shit i don't know but he had way too many of these and you know like those aren't natural those white yeah those white laboratory rabbits almost right like they're all that puffy white domesticated rabbit yeah so they're not like wild rabbits right they were everywhere right and uh, i remember one time god uh, yeah, 10, 11 years old, I just got my gun and shot one of these fucking things, right? And it was, I have the image still in my yeah. head of like this snow white rabbit with blood all over it. Yeah. And then I got that feeling and I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> it was like something with the aesthetic of yeah. actually seeing yeah. like, oh, you just, if you shoot a bird, like yeah. pff, feathers just explode and you're yeah, like, fuck that bird. Totally, right. <laughs> you know? You, but, do you go up, but yeah, yeah. And when you go up to it, it's just like exploded, right? Yeah, it's like I mean, whatever, it's a mess. Yeah, and, and I would shoot, like my mom would literally give me these things because, yeah. you know, people have like, uh, like gardens and sure. people have, and then like they're pests, right? Yeah. Some of these birds yeah. are pests. Yeah. So she would just be like, shoot those fucking birds. Shoot I'm the like, fucking okay, birds. Cool. <laughs> As a 10 year old. Exactly. I know, it's fucked up. <laughs> fucking amazing. But then there's something about yeah. like seeing the blood yeah. all on the, the rabbit and then I, I was like, yeah. oh, I can't, I can't do that anymore. And then I, after that, I never, I, I hunted yeah. after that, oh, but sure. I never just right. like, randomly killed just kill things for fun eat. basically yeah, i never did that again yeah. after that yeah thank god because then i started to think as an adult i'm like yeah that's probably like leading into like some psychopathic yeah. behavior so yeah probably, it's probably not good, good to it was probably a good idea not to like continue that as a habit right? yeah, exactly. probably i'm glad i had the impulse to be like oh this is not i'm pretty sure that's how serial killers exactly like, exactly yeah like a lot of like when i was in college i used to like research serial killers just for fun basically and like a lot of like those guys would do that like that's yeah, how animal they start. torture is like yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's like this first step. Yeah. They say it's to like get rid of uh, like some of them will say, yeah, I did that just because like, you know, I want to like desensitize myself from the fear of seeing this stuff. Right. But that's really the first step. Right. Because yeah. it's that. And then, you know, if you're so inclined right, and you lack human uh, empathy towards your fellow man, which a lot of psychopaths have. Right. Then, you know. It escalates bigger it escalates game, bigger people, targets. Right, or at least the ability to kill people without... Have you ever been hunting? Uh, well, for a second there, I thought, have you ever been hunted? Oh, well, like, yeah. shit. <laughs> Not that I... Because you will be now. I kill animals for fun, motherfucker. <laughs> so I don't care. got to look out. <laughs> Humans no, are animals. Humans are mammals. Guys, I learned my lesson. I was just a little hillbilly. <laughs> like, we have to learn somewhere. <laughs> God damn. I was like, shit. Uh, have I ever been hunted? <laughs> you ever been hunted, bro? 
Do you want to be? I have the most I, dangerous game. I have never been hunted. Uh, sorry, <laughs> been hunting. <laughs> Yo, that Freudian slip right there. Right? <laughs> you said never been hunted yet. <laughs> um, I have been not been hunting, but in national service they do this thing. Uh, like in OCS, you do a uh, jungle confidence course. You know that, right? Right, the jungle confidence course. Half of it, um, basically half of it is, or a third of it is a Robinson Crusoe stuff, right? So like, yeah, they put you in like a like a little little section of the forest, and they say, yo, just build stuff, build a fireplace, you build like a that's like pretty a shelter. Cool, right? That's cool. And you gotta like build all these traps, um, and they teach you how to like kill and skin stuff, right? So like the first time I've seen a dead bunny, right, it was actually training for that. They bring you to like the, the, the camp in like Brunei, which is somewhere in the jungle, and they're like, they bring you to the top of this hill. I remember that. Maybe this is confidential, I shouldn't say it, but fuck it. Uh, and then they, they have you. <laughs> they bring you to a hill somewhere, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And uh, yeah, they'll like, they, they'll kill a bunny in front of you. They, they, they show you how to do it. But did you do, did you do it? Did I didn't kill the bunny, but they make you kill the quail, right? Mm. So they give you this little quail. You can opt out of it, obviously, obviously right? Did you like, do that? You didn't, no. you didn't do that? No, not everyone does that. Like, so not everyone does a JCC course, um, but like a national service, you do that, right? Mm. So like if you're an officer, like trying to be an officer, you just do that stuff, whatever. So yeah, you get the quail and you, you break its neck, you skin it, all that stuff, right? I, I had no trouble with it because at that point, you're hungry. Because you're a fucking psychopath. And I, I am a <laughs> psychopath, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> right? And, uh, but, but also- But they actually, you're hungry. Like, at they, the time- They make you hungry. At the time, I was a, effectively a psychopath. Like yeah. at the time, I would, have killed a person dude like <laughs> how old were you uh like 19 yeah or something like me that. at 19 like, or 20 i may as well have been a fucking ape like fuck it i'm doing i would do it now just to, just to fucking because i was so fucking hungry right yeah. it is the best meal you'll ever have oh yeah but you know after the fact you feel a little bit like when you actually see like you know the 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 thing that you're killing Right, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I always think that a lot more people would be vegetarian if they actually had to go and kill their food. You know well, I actually disagree. I think a yeah. lot more people would be okay. So let me. Oh, take sorry, not not like ve not fully vegetarian, mm -hmm. but like vegetarian most of the time. Or right. yeah, for yeah. sure, eat meat less. Yeah, I think. Less. I, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of the problem, like especially today, is that there's this disconnection between your yeah. food and yeah. the, the people. Yeah. Like they just kind of stuff. I'll give you a, a funny story. My ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, one time we were in Singapore, we got yeah. one of those chickens from the, yeah. the cold storage or whatever, yeah. or maybe it was even some smaller market or whatever. Yeah. But you know, in the U S they cut off all the limbs, right. like the, the head, yeah. the feet, all that kind of stuff. And she just like, I saw her do it. She unwrapped this thing and she picked it up and then the fucking feet fell down. Right. Cause they didn't cut the feet off. And so like the little talons were hanging there and she goes, nice. ah! And she fucking throws it. Yes. And I'm just like, what? She's like, it's little things are there. And I'm like, it's feet? It's and she's feet. like, yeah, it's little things are still attached. And I'm yes. like, yeah, it has fucking feet. Like, exactly. She's like, yeah, but i never seen him before. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still the same fucking thing. Like, why? You understand that was an animal at some point, right? At some point, it was an animal before we processed it. Yeah. Like, not a whole lot of processing, but we cut it up and all that. We gave you the cuts, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you, like, you know, like I think a lot of expats will come down, um, not expats, like tourists will come down here or like this part of the world and they see like the ducks and all that hanging, right? You know, like, uh, yeah. especially if you're from the west side, totally. right? So like yeah. Europe or whatever, right? They don't do that. They don't, they don't just hang ducks with the head still there. Yeah, like, like the fried head still attached <laughs> The fried head. Or like, the pig you know what i mean when they roast the pig and all that like we're disconnected from it you're totally right you know yeah. but when you actually see that and you see the process of like like butchering and you see the process of killing and all that and rearing the animal and all that you get a different feel for it right yeah.
But I think it's, I think it's, you can go two ways with it, right? You can be like, you're not going to be part of it and you could be a vegan or vegetarian or something. Sure. Or you can just sort of accept your spot in the nature, in the life cycle, right? And I think there's something to be said for that. There's something that's kind of relieving about that. But then there's other shit like, like factory farming and all that kind of stuff, which if you can afford it, here's the thing, right? Like if you don't have a lot of money and you just go to the grocery store, that's the cheaper option, right? If you want to get grass fed meat or free range, whatever, or all that, like that stuff comes at a price. Exactly. And a lot of people can't always afford to buy that. As it should too. Like it should also come at a price, right? Because those are, you know, it is hard. I don't think it's as efficient, like carbon credits wise, Mm. I assume, right? Like in terms of like the actual emissions or whatever, right? To actually like to not factory farm, right? So yeah, it should be more expensive. Yeah, it should be. I'm wrong on that, but no, no yeah. you're right. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, like, you know, if you're poor, especially yeah. in the U.S., like in Fuck Singapore, it. it's like Fuck whatever, it. right? But one of those things, like, especially if you're a poor American, yeah. they can really only afford that cheap shit. And it's like if you're McDonald's, fast. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I think yeah. the quality here is better. I mean, I'm sure it's still factory. Mm, yeah. I don't know where Singapore factory. imports its food, like its chicken and stuff from. That's a good question. I don't man. know if it's factory farm style or be crazy probably if it's is. States, <laughs> right? it's, I mean, it's Asia, right? So it's probably factory Austria, farm. Australia somewhere, I'm guessing. I don't know. You can get the good cuts if you yeah. go to like the Western markets that'll yeah. be like free range sure. and grass fed and yeah. all that kind of shit. I mean, uh, that stuff's not ideal, yeah. right? Yeah. For but most people, no. But even for me too. But like, even if you want to be a vegetarian, right? Like, yeah. you ever see those fucking combines that just chop down all of the wheat and yeah, just yeah. chop down all? Like, you think there's not fucking animals getting murdered in that shit all the time? A lot less, right? Yeah, you know, you yeah, kill a few rats is a lot. There's no free, pr- yeah. free. There's no free pass, is what I'm trying to say. There's no like, free pass, 100. percent right? Yeah, but it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot better than having like um like a bunch of like like hens like for me it's like the hens and that image of just a bunch of hens in cages yeah right just stacked on top of each other or not like just a big warehouse or something right they're all kind of cooped up right next to each other right and that sometimes that qualifies as free range by the way so yeah yeah like, that's true you know and and that that picture to me is just kind of I don't know. There's something unsettling about yeah, that. Yeah, you're totally right. You know, That's definitely not ideal. I always ideal. feel kind of fucked up buying it, yeah. but not eating it. Like, I forget about it by the time I because eat because I'm a fucking hypocrite. You get disconnected from it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> by the time it's in my slow cooker and all that, right, and I've chopped it up and I've spiced everything, I forget about that stuff. Yeah. You know, as I think a lot of people do, right? Well, you I know? think that's why... I admire a lot, and I'm yeah. from West Virginia, right? Like I yeah. said, so it's yeah. something I admire a lot about the hunting and gathering culture. Yeah. Because that is the most ethical, yeah. and that's the most, uh, I think, yeah, it's just the most ethical yeah. way to actually get your food. Because, like, yeah. those hunters, they go out for a, a limited period of time yeah. during the rut or during yeah. that breeding season. Yeah. And then they go out and they kill. I mean, if you kill one deer, like, yeah. that's 100 pounds of meat. That's that 40, can, 50 kilos of yeah. meat. And, like, that can last you for six months a year. You kill a couple, like, yeah. you don't have to buy shit from them place yeah. ever. And you, that's it all in natural. Smoke that shit, put in the freezer, you know. Yeah, and that yeah. will last you for a long time. And yeah. you don't have to go to the store to buy any processed meat. And yeah. it's, you know, you kill it in the wild, fresh. Yeah. Which fresh is the way. in the wild. And if you don't, something else live. is going to. Or it's going to freeze to death or, like, what. Like, people hit, hit those motherfuckers all the time. Like, in West Virginia, I, I know, I know. Everybody that I know has at least hit a car, had a deer, hit a deer in their car once. What They're, happens when, like, what's... You what, call what's, somebody who wants to right. eat it, and then they come pick it up no for shit, you. No shit, that actually yeah, happens. Yeah, 100%. So when you hit a deer, that, you killed it, basically. You, you, like, you, you don't, don't waste, waste that shit? You don't no. just dump it on the side of the road? Bro, that'll feed you for a couple of months, man. 
Oh my god! Yeah, and, and everybody knows got, somebody who's like, "Call me if you hit a deer. I'll come bring my truck, and we'll pick that shit up." So, like in that part of the states and all that, everyone's kind of have the facility. Everyone has the facilities to, to, to you know, kind of cut that up and all that, and oh, just yeah. hang it, smoke it, whatever. There's no apartments or anything. It's all houses. Okay, right. So everybody's got a garage in West Virginia, yeah. in particular. That's yeah. a that's a rural culture. Sure. Everything's hunting, fishing, hiking, outdoorsy yeah. shit. You know, yeah. fentanyl, heroin. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got shit to it's do. The, why not? Yeah, exactly. Alcohol. You know, West why Virginia, not? bro. Why not? West know. Virginia. We hunt, we fish, we take prescription we take drugs. Prescription that's, that's, drugs and heroin. You so know, we do. We take opal. Little Xanax while you cut your fucking deer in half. You How know? do you get Xanax all the way out there? Like it, why Dude, not? It's still it connected knows. to the U.S., man. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's right in the, the line from Florida to fucking New York where... Oh shit! Oh, yeah, it's a Never problem. About that. It's a problem yeah. in West Virginia. Yeah, my sister shared a picture on yeah. um, Facebook. Yeah, and it was of a, it was of a dumpster outside of yeah. a Walmart. Yeah, and there was just fucking needles and rubber. Just, that bad? Yeah, yeah. It's a real and not, I mean that's just like the the stuff people inject. But my mom was talking. Yeah. My mom has cancer. She's like stage four. Oh shit! And she was talking to me about how she couldn't even get yeah. uh, pain medicine yeah. because the prescription drug problem is yeah. such a big deal that they're like trying to cut down on it like across the board, even yeah. for people with like terminal cancer. She had a heart. She had to go out of state to get pain medicine because oh, they have shit. such an epidemic of these people taking opioids. Opioids that yeah, they just won't even prescribe them. Yeah. Because if they prescribe them, people share them. And so that the only way that they can do it is just be like, sorry, you can't that's, get it. That's Yeah, but that's kind of the wrong way to go about I mean, that too, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> just, just clamp down the other way, like, you yeah. know. But the, it's, a, it's an epidemic. It's a real problem, man. Like, that's I went up. back for the first time yeah. in like three years, yeah. just like a couple months ago. Yeah. And everybody was talking about it. And like, it wasn't like that it's when I grew thing. up. Nobody talked about people taking Percocets or Valium and shit when it I was growing up. It kind of went overboard, right? It went overboard. They're like, well, I, I don't know. There are, there are a bunch of people that like did, did these like videos on them, right? Like, but it basically comes down like like a lack of regulation or some shit like that, right? They just let them kind of like tout the stuff to all these doctors, right? And people just kind of give them out, right? That sucks. I mean, yeah, there was all this shit about like Florida. Yeah. These doctors would just literally give people yeah. hundreds of them. Like, of course, nobody needs that much Percocet. Like, for sure, what, what do you think they're going to do? And you shouldn't well, now they're starting to go to jail, but for yeah. a long time. I mean, that was good business. <sighs> That's fucked up, though. I mean, is there, like, a huge drug culture in the States? Like, I'm like, not talking recreational either, or, like, just anything. Like, phar pharmaceuticals in general? Like, do people... Okay, the sleeping pill thing, right? Like, mm. like do people, when they have trouble sleeping, is their first re thing, like... Okay, I should like I don't know watch less TV or whatever at night, blah blah blah, meditate, da da da. Or is it like, yo, I gotta go to the doctor and get something, you know? Well, I think it was different when I grew up compared yeah. to now because yeah. this this opioid epidemic thing has really only been around for the last I don't know six, seven, eight yep. years, something like that. It wasn't something I heard about when I lived there. Yeah. And then after I left, I started yeah. hearing more and more and more about it. Yeah. So when I grew up, no, I mean, people just kind of stuck to the regular shit, like alcohol and weed and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But nobody really, I didn't know anybody like taking pills or Take all pills. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see anybody. Wait, and I never saw like, I never saw hardcore drugs. I still to this day never even like seen Coke, seen heroin. Yeah. Even growing up in the U.S., I lived in New York City. Yeah. I never saw any of it. So, I mean, obviously you it's around. You gotta be around a certain crowd though for that I type guess. of stuff, right? I guess. Like, even here, right? Like, you got to be around a certain crowd for that stuff, But right? the reputation is that it's kind of, like, everywhere. And in my experience, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you look for it, you yeah. can fucking find it. If you yeah. got money, you, you yeah. probably find it. If you got money, you can pretty find much true cocaine everywhere. anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah I would say you know? so. But no, I really think it's been a, something that's happening. But having said that, yeah. when I went back, uh, my family and even some friends in Singapore yeah. that I know that are American yeah. were telling me about 
all of the, they have all these friends in like the yeah. last five to ten years who've overdosed right. on all these opiates and yeah. shit. So it's obviously it's that's what I like about thing. Singapore. Yeah, it's like a lot of the problems that America has don't exist here like that. In the we same are way. yeah, we got other problems, but you know, but yeah, like it's different. They're different. They're like, they're like. It's like, yeah, it's the first world problems. We, yeah, you know gambling is one here that's different than the U.S. I don't yeah, see as much of that. Yeah. That tends to be like a vice here well, that people have problems with. Gambling. Alcohol, that's everywhere though. But I think the most Asian thing is like smoking alcohol and gambling. Pretty much. That's like those like are the vices down here. Asian type those, are, those are the serious problems like that, we, that you have in Singapore, right? We don't really have a whole lot. Like, like I don't think a... Like the drug culture down here, like drug problems and all that. I don't think we have that down here. Yeah, that's you know, not really the way lot. people spiral. Yeah. yeah, they don't really spiral as much. And if they do, generally they get caught and put in like chunky prison. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. that's generally, that's generally what happens. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we don't really have that stuff. I don't know. Like I like I like the state. I like I like Singapore for that. You know, like like I'm from Bahrain, so this is basically. This is basically a playground for me. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying like this is crazy. Like every problem that you have in Bahrain, like we have, we have ghettos, like more or less, right? In mm. Bahrain, right? We got slums, or what I would classify as a slum, right? We got that shit. You don't really see that down here, right? Mm. And I think that makes a big difference, right? Even if you're on the lowest end of the income spectrum, right? When you don't live in a place that's essentially a ghetto, you know that makes a difference. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just saw an article on, uh, yeah. I think it was the Straits Times or something, and they were like, yeah. Singapore has like two thousand homeless people, and then it went on to talk about one thousand, one thousand, and I was like, oh, that's cute. The Jesus first, Christ, the go to one corner in Skid Row, and you're gonna see like you're gonna see that like that's just the tents in Skid Row in California. I was like, oh, Singapore, you're so cute, like one thousand only. Like the God. first thing I did was Google like what's a homeless rate, like how many homeless people are found in like San Fran or in, in major cities, Tokyo, whatever, right? And like tens of thousands. We we're a blip. It's like tens of thousands in like San Fran. It's just, like yeah, just in California and Skid Row. I think Skid Row is like twenty thousand. I saw. I saw. Like when I was in LA, I saw them every other corner. You I know? know, I was in downtown. To be fair, downtown LA. Did, did you go to Skid Row? I did not go. To Skid Row. Shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, there's tents. I, everywhere. I was right next to. It, I think right, yeah. but like I didn't go there. It was enough for me. I saw I saw homeless people when I was out at night after like nine everywhere, right? Sleeping on benches, doing all that stuff. It sucked. It's I mean, it's like how do they not get on that? Like, I don't know. Jesus Christ! Like I it seems know. like like. I mean, homelessness to a certain extent is somewhat unavoidable, but yes. to pretend like you can't address that issue with like a concerted effort to right? figure out how to make it a manageable problem. I mean, Jesus Christ, what are we, what are you doing? Like, like that, you should fucking solve that, right? These are people that have fallen through your fucking safety net, right? Yeah. So you got to get them above board, above that safety net, right? So you got to figure out like, what, what do we do, right? Well, maybe give them fucking shelter for one right yeah <laughs> give them like some free whatever i don't know uh, free something what's well, like the ethos of america right, right? the ethos is america is yeah. like the american dream you can become rich you can become bill gates you can become jeff bezos or you can fall flat on your face and no one will give a fuck like bill it's gates. like the extreme spectrum right you can be a billionaire yeah. or you can just get lost in obscurity and then no one will know but, who you but are but that's like, inefficient right like what what actually gets so like bill gates and all those guys right they 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 got where they are based off a lot of work from people that were under them. You know what I'm saying? The entire fucking society that was under them, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, like the entire, well, basically the middle class. You well, got it didn't used to be like that. In the 70s and 80s, yeah. there wasn't that level of homelessness. Exactly. There was not that level of you know? homelessness. Like, it's gotten bad. Yeah. Like, America's weird now, man. Like, yeah. it seems like it's... 
degenerating in certain ways. Like yeah. you see these kind of epidemic, these opioids and stuff, these yeah. drug problems, the level of homelessness, income inequality. Like yeah. it seems like it's just huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still great. Like there's still good stuff. When I went there, I didn't feel it in like that. Yeah. I mean, society still marches on. Right. right. But it does feel like there's some unfurling going on at the fringes, right? And some yes. destabilization happening. I don't know. And Trump and all, like everything is just no, the fucking whole Trump thing, yeah. it's just surreal. The whole thing yeah. is like just strange. I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like like so th- like down here we do a decent job of like like keeping it kind of kind of wrapped up you know what i'm saying we haven't like pretty decent like high income inequality down here right I, I don't know what the exact rate is but it's not it's not like anything to laugh at it's like mm. it's proper right but at the same time you know it's comfortable down here you know what i'm saying if you're like lower middle class and above you're okay yeah you know, that's the, the difference part. right if you're the bottom matters, of the end in the u.s you know you're fucking homeless if you're the bottom yeah. of the end here like you can still buy chicken rice and yeah. have a roof over your head and exactly shit like you know that you, you have options right like I'm, I'm like 32 like i i know at some point like I'm, like i'm a homeowner you know what i'm saying like i own a fucking my own prop, fucking property and shit like that you have stuff that you could do right um you have that dream like it's always in in grasp i think people start losing their shit when it's not in grasp right you see that shit that's happening in hong kong right now right oh yeah hong kong let's talk about that yeah (laughs) but like like i think a lot of those people like are on the streets right now right because they just like they don't see that you know they don't feel that you know they don't feel like there's a way out you know, so fuck going to uni, you know, fuck, fuck going to your classes right now. Fuck it, go on the streets, protest. Why yeah. not? You're young. You don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? You might as well. You know, I think that's why they do it. Yeah. You know, and that's where, where it all comes from, really. Right. And that the whole China thing with the law that they, they, they got rid of eventually. That's they just feel a, the threat of, yeah. of something. And, you know, when you get the, the youth mobilized like that. Yeah. Like it's I would like to it's get passion. someone. I'd like to see somebody who actually is an expert. It'd be good to talk to somebody yeah. on the podcast who's actually because I I just read the articles, but I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know the pro China side. I don't know the pro yeah. like Hong Kong side. I don't know yeah. shit. I just know that they're amassing a ton of people, and that's just been going on for years, and and it's mm-hmm. sustained. Yeah, like something that's different about that compared to like the Arab Spring, right. which was like it burst out in a lot of places and then it fizzled out in a year. But this Hong Kong, to a certain extent. It, and then now, I don't know, you correct know they, me if I'm wrong. So you know how they did it, right? So like with the Arab Spring, it was basically exactly the same thing. A lot of the Arab, like a lot of the countries where, most all the countries where it sprouted out, right? I mean, look at, we're talking Egypt. Oh yeah, it was all over. We're, talk, was we're all talking over. Bahrain. Bahrain has Arab Spring mm-hmm. too, right? And all, that all came from like uh, a lack of, okay, so the people in Bahrain, for example, that went out on the streets, they won't got jobs. You know what I'm saying? They, they're, they're. It was mostly like, like the the Shia minority in Bahrain, of which I'm a part of, by the way, right? So like, there was a lot of the Shia minority in Bahrain that kind of, they they were uh, they were catalyzed into it, right? Because, like at the time, it was really hard for a guy that has like a um, uh, like Ajab, uh, Iranian immigrant um, background, right, to get a job at like you know, in the civil service and the army, you know, those low, low hanging fruit type jobs, mm. right? You know, stuff that get you started, right? Education isn't, I mean, Bahrain's not like, it's not fucked up by any stretch of imagination, but we still have like a really low, a high number of like low income people, mm. right? And those people need those kind of jobs, right? So they, you know, those high unemployment stuff, right? Um, that will lead to some sort of civil unrest, right? Basically at some point, that's what, that's what the Arab Spring was all about. Everything 
around that, right? That, that ideology that kind of gets people mobilized. That's all secondary. That's just what gets people in that, through but the door. That whole thing, But they're though, standing outside. It popped up know? and it disappeared in like a year. Like, I remember yeah, when it started yeah. happening, it was popping up across it, everywhere. It was in Europe. It was in yeah. Africa. It was in the Middle East. Yeah. It was like everywhere. Yeah. And then within a year... But I guess that's kind of true of the Hong Kong po- yeah, protest it's too, because a few months so it's far, still going on. Right? But like, you don't hear. I mean, they have hundreds of thousands of people protesting. Yeah, and they they have had steadily yeah. for years, and it's just like it still becomes it like just keeps unless someone dies or the police shoot somebody, which happened a couple of days ago. So uh, you know how what happened in Bahrain, right? They brought the Saudi army through, right? They 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 just they just tackle people they put people in jail for a long time you know um there are journalists in jail there are all kinds of people in jail right um they're all out for the most part (laughs) right but they're really clamping down on that stuff you know and you know it'll probably happen in hong kong too that's just the way it goes hard to clamp down on half a million people Mm. that's that's actually half a million i mean it's some of the bigger ones but hundreds of thousands yeah could you imagine i mean dude if you get 20 or thirty thousand in the Mm. u.s that's like a fucking that's, that's all over the nuts. news i know i mean wait. you ever see the pictures of those protests yes. sometimes wait they're a second, insane wait a second, wait a second. you remember uh the iranian i don't know if you remember the iranian protests in tehran do you remember that which ones from like the 70s Not, or? no 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 like recent recent like after the arab spring or around that time there was the iranian protest and it was around that number it was five hundred thousand people shit man that's so many people and they clamped down they clamped down. How? How do you... Just start shooting people. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> Hong Kong is going to have a little bit more... You hear that, China? <laughs> yeah. Here's what you do, China. Just start firing into random crowds. Oh, my God. But that, no, that will do, do that. it. That, but that will do it. That will also create that a will. huge international incident. And then it will. It perhaps will. be... Uh, yeah, I don't we lost lost our train of thought there. Something about shooting protests. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we were talking firing about firing random crowds. Random random crowds. Don't yeah. do that, China. Yeah, don't do please, that. Please don't do that. Please don't do so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, actually, this we only need one Tiananmen. Um, yeah, but that even gets it gets squashed. That got well. It's probably gonna get squashed. I mean, I think I they didn't they delete the all of the images and all, all images, the, any mention of it, like on Chinese like chat rooms, forums are heavily moderated by like bots and shit, right? Mm-hmm. You can't talk about that stuff, right? You can't talk about like any most politicians like an upper echelon uh, in a bad light because they'll they probably just have like a bunch of bots that monitor this stuff, right? This content and figure and like like figure out context and and they'll just censor it. Mm. automatically right so you know the whole win- you, you know about the winnie the pooh thing right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? like where where like xi jinping, jinping doesn't like that doesn't is, like being compared to winnie the pooh like Bar- barack obama is tigger and xi jinping is winnie the pooh right yeah but yeah who gives a shit like why how are you so sensitive right <laughs> like just well he, like it's part of the it's yeah but it's part of the play right like if you're if you're like an authoritarian government gen- generally right you got a strong man Right, you got your strong man, right? Your strong man need, has to, you know, he, he has to front a little bit, right? That's why you see, uh, like in North Korea, you see all those pictures that come out with like, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, what's his name? Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un, the newest right. one, yeah. Jesus. Uh, Kim Jong-un. You got there, Kim Jong-un, you got there in the end. Oh, his dad, which one? 
it says that um you got him you got putin all that like they they need to ride horses they need to like ha put that show right of uh you know the, like yeah being the strong being the guy in charge of the room and to a certain extent like trump does a little bit of that as well right remember he wanted to do the right? military parade and then they were like no don't yeah right he's like i have a good idea let's <laughs> take missiles and charge them through fucking washington dc and everyone's like yeah no don't do that trump trump is funny right because like that actually works like his his shtick actually works to a certain subset of people that his base. His, his base right I know. and then to everyone else it's like oh clown shoes what you doing right mm -hmm. like oh i get it man because you know? again west virginia my parents voted for trump no shit yeah i mean yeah. this is the thing right because yeah. i'm from that area yeah right that bible belt type yeah, area yeah. where he's really popular you know? and so i see a lot if you're international yeah. Like, Trump's a joke. Yeah. Like, if you're anywhere that I've seen internationally, yeah. like, he's a fucking joke, right? But if you have, like, friends, like, on Facebook and shit like that that are from the it's areas different. that I'm from, yeah. I get the other side. I get the yeah. conservative propaganda, which yeah. would be, like, pictures of Nancy Pelosi, like, looking all... all evil. Fuck evil right? and shit and talking about how she's <laughs> the worst thing to happen to the United States sure. since fucking Hitler or whatever. Like, yeah. it's all that kind of pro-right-wing propaganda. Yeah. And I see both, too, because yeah. I went to college in New York, which was, like, an art school. Right. So then I get those people that are, like, Trump's a fucking whatever fucking and all this kind of shit, stuff. Blah, and then blah, I get... Blah, I, so it's kind of yeah. interesting because I get to see both sides from yeah. people directly yeah but man it's it's the same shit yeah and my philosophy is like i don't care if you're a republican or a democrat or whatever if you can't find one opinion to have with the opposing party like yeah. your eyes are just closed yeah if you can't like in some way see the merit of conservatism or liberalism yeah you're fucking crazy they're they're, they're merits of both right you yeah kind of, of course you obviously need like they need each other like <laughs> It's of course and a little nuance is required here. The, the like, Democratic and the Democratic Party in America, for example, is, is kind of like by European standards, it's, it's kind of centrist. It's, yeah, right? conservative. Even. Yeah, I it's mean, kind of in, in like a lot of ways, right? So, you know, like functionally, you know, you have that, right? Like if the republic, when you know, like Trump. I mean, Obama would be a Republican in all of Europe. Right. And probably like years ago, I, I, I guess, I'm, I don't know, I'm basing this off very like sketchy information, but like probably years ago as well, you know, like in the States. So it's like, like you, you kind of need both things to keep a fucking country running. Singapore has like, is, is kind of, you know, we, we kind of have like capitalist, whatever, whatever, but we're still, we have socialist stuff, mm. right? We do all that. You need both things, right? It's kind of like a mix. You know? Especially like, in the U.S. in particular, it's got these weird dynamics, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's 50 states. Yeah. Each state is the size of a large country. Mm, true. Like, right? And then, yeah, like, for true. example, <laughs> West Virginia is like, West Virginia has, has the same GDP as Iran. And it's a little fucking, I mean, it's a big state. Right, that's not true. It is true. I looked it up. It's like holy uh, shit. Yeah, you can you can actually look and see Dude. where each state. This was five ish eight years ago, but you can look it up and see. For example, California. I doubt, I doubt Ron proved that much. California yeah. has the, yeah. the one of the tenth largest economies in the world by itself. Oh, right. That right? I know. So then, right. but each state, yeah. if you look it up, you can find like where each state falls on a global country index. Right. right. And so West Virginia is somewhere in there, like with right. some Middle Eastern countries, and it's just like pretty relatively poor state but it's huge right it's right. big it's the same like size as most countries yeah you know and so but then having said that you have each one of those states individually yeah. which is and then you have the whole collective country yeah and each state has its own laws and then the country has its laws right yeah because you have the national laws and then you have yeah, the you state federal, laws. federal laws federal state, state laws state level, yeah. and then how can you do that if you have a full government mm. that represents the nation and you have these state laws and think that like 
like if you're a Republican yeah. or if you're conservative or you're Democrat, that one is going to rule exactly. because you have New York, which is a city. I mean, yeah. it's a metropolis, yeah. but outside of New York, it's rural. And that's in the state of New York, right? Like yeah, and conservative yeah. politics yeah. tend to lean toward smaller places yeah. and liberal politics tend to lean toward larger ones like California exactly. and yeah. New York. And that's sort of woven into the system. Yeah. So they, they need each other. Like states' rights are very yeah. big, especially if you're like a rural, small state. Yeah. But then the whole global part of America yeah. tends to lean toward more liberalism. I mean, so there's this, like both are necessary. Yeah. Like you need both and then you have small towns and then you have large, huge metropolises with 20,000 or 20, 10 million people like New York or LA. I think a, I think a lot of it just comes down to like the voting system, right? Like I'm not talking about electoral college either. I'm talking about like uh, first past the post, right? Um, those are, it's a math thing. Like any, any country that has first past the post like voting, but right, will eventually produce bipartisanship, bipartisanship politics. Is that what it's called? Mm. Bipolar politics, yeah, whatever. Bipartisan. Right? Yeah, that's like, right. You, you have you have a, you have a, you have a spectrum, right? Left and right, eventually. Right, just because of the way everything works out, because of the math of the the whole thing, right? First pass pass post basically means like if I get fifty five percent of the vote, you get forty five, and the other guy gets like ten, right? Like I win, right, with fifty five percent of the vote, and I get full control, right? Um, but then there are other ways to do it, right? You got preferential voting, you got all these different things. So it was like um, uh, YouTube. There was this really good YouTube channel called CGP Gray. You ever watch that? No, I don't think so. No. It's just like shitty animations and all that, one of those things, right? But the guy talks about like the math behind it, right? And how like eventually it will produce like, so, like basically two parties or a system where you have a bunch of parties, but they're like on the extreme ends of the spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone that's kind of in the middle, you know, they're not really served, you know? But what they, they actually the care squeaky about. squeaky wheel gets the oil. Exactly. Right? It's right? always like that. Which yeah. is why I think the politics today are tending to become more polarized. Because yeah. like, as the extremes get more and more attention, yeah. it tends to also push things toward the extreme. Because sure. people realize that gets attention. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you're Donald Trump and you're talking about whatever, you're saying whatever crazy shit that you're saying like yeah. the next day, that gets so much media attention. It's so dominated that like common sense, just objective conversations about policies and about... Yeah. Like that's not, if you want to have a conversation about yeah. immigration, yeah. about real immigration, yeah. like a nuanced conversation about policies and how many people we're going to allow and what skills, that's how not going to get attention. That? But as soon as you call them rapists yeah. and as soon as you call them like whatever, <laughs> then that's on some the news. Assume. Some might assume are good people. And then some. That, that people, that base that, that marches for them, right? Mm. The people that are like, yeah, they're rapists and they're this yeah. and they're that. That base that mobilizes yeah. at the extreme ends are going to yeah. be so loud and they're yes. going to be so aggressive and they're going to push so hard and they're going to spend their money yeah. toward the campaign. And yeah. those people are going to mobilize, yeah. right? The people that are like, well, I don't know. Like those people aren't going to. Exactly, you right? know, <laughs> You know, but they might vote. They might vote either way. Yeah, they'll know? vote, but are they going to put their money toward the campaign dollars? No, probably so not. So as things become more and more polarized mm. and as salacious stories get more and more attention, I think it pushes things outward toward the fringes. Do you think you the know? media has like a big play like the media system, right? The fact that like, like in a lot of like Western countries and all that, you got like the the uh, Europe or whatever, right? M like money rules, right? So it's like these are businesses at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah, you got Fox News, sure, but you got your CNNs, you got your MSNBCs, right? They are businesses at the end of the day. They need dollars, and dollars are eyeballs to them, right? They need to like attract people, and that's why they focus on all that that um, that that salacious stuff. Right, that stuff that's really eye-catching, right? You know that, and that's that's a big factor. Like I think, like my hypothesis it's is that's a big factor. factor right? It's a huge like, factor. My uh, you know? my high school 
geography teacher. Shout sure. out to Mr. Wilson. He, I mean, Mr. it's it's a, it's a well known yeah. uh, kind of idiom or whatever. But yeah. the media is like considered the fourth estate. Sure. Right. Like you have the House, you have the Senate, and then you have the executive branch. Journalism. And then, yeah. Yeah. The media yeah. is like the fourth estate. That's yeah. this. That's the fourth sort of arm of the government. Yeah. And because they have so much power with trying trying to sure. draw people in, especially like the the swing voters, right? right? The people that are sort of teetering back. Yeah. And forth. You have your people On that are going to be solidified yeah. one way or the other. They're going to vote straight ticket Republican. They're yeah. going to vote straight ticket Democrat. Yeah. Like that that base is not going to change. Yeah. Those people that are fervently like that, you're not going to get them to your cause. Sure. But there's that ten percent of swing voters who actually like is vote it really, on the issue. Is only ten percent. I don't know. Maybe yeah. twenty. I mean, between right. there, I wouldn't like say around it's there. It's not. It's not this huge. Fuck no. I just assume like it w- like swing voters would be like yeah people that just don't vote. No, <laughs> like, it's. I mean, even the people that even the people that win dominantly the presidency yeah. never win by more than like twenty percent. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. I, mean, I okay. can't even think of out like before the founding fathers. Like at least yeah. in the modern times, I can't think of any president who won even the electoral college. That's yeah. not even. That's not even. Uh, population vote right right even even that's the electoral college i still think that that's never been more than like 60 40 or something like that 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 is fucked up yeah because those people are locked especially those those regions that you're locked into right and if you're from west virginia yeah you're voting conservative i mean they had like a you know at the state level you'll get a little bit more bipartisanship like even west virginia had a democratic mayor when i grew up but the senate tended to be republican right and if you go to california or something like that like those guys are liberals and like Good luck getting a yeah, good yeah. luck getting a conservative in there. Like it's not gonna happen in L.A. Like fuck no. Like does California have like a Republican has ever had? I mean, on the local level they have. Right? On yeah. the local level yeah. they have, but yeah. for the president they're not voting Republican. True. Okay. Even like uh, you know like Mitch McConnell like go to Kentucky. That yeah. guy's been in the Senate for fucking how long? He's been like it's been like ten cycles or something. Yeah, I mean because right? they can just go, they can just yeah. go. There's no term limits on that. Mitch so. McConnell is the turtle face guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you get those conservative Kentucky people. Yeah, what the fucking. Like and and uh, like I'm pretty sure he's like not that popular. Like he always kind of wins by a, by a really narrow margin. But he always too, wins because right? it's those conservative old people he knows who've been shit. voting yeah. for him since the 40s. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know he's just been there. Yeah, ever they since. got they got the gerrymandering, whatever bullshit. Yeah, that's like, I'm sure other, that's another like topic too, absolutely. right? Like yeah, he probably like doctors that shit. You know, but in Singapore it's interesting because they they, you know they don't technically have a one-party system but technically but technically the u.s doesn't have a two-party system that's not written into the government that's just sort of become what it is right yeah it's similar here yeah we we also don't have like but we functionally have a one-party system which is interesting because that means (laughs) that there's some political unity which actually means shit gets done well i wanted to get your take on this what do you think about this uh this scooter banning I'm gonna get your take on this because it's all it's all anybody's posting about <laughs> online, and I was like, I just wanted to get into it. I think. What's like, your opinion on this? So, like, I ride PMDs. I've run, run PMDs for like a while, like three years, right? Um, I've only had like a couple of cool, close calls, right? As a rider, as a walker, no close calls, right? In the last whatever ten years or whatever, the PMDs have kind of been a thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I don't know, man. Like the way I look at it is. If people really feel that unsafe, and like I, like my brother has had three close calls in like a couple of years, right? right? Hitting people or no, being hit? No, being hit, uh-huh. like almost being hit, right? And he's in Tampanese. He's you know. It which depends is on where, where you are, I yeah. think. Yeah. So I've been I've been kind of like you know city fringe for a while. So there aren't that many PMDs where I'm at, but like in Tampanese there are, right? We got bike pass. Well, 
not bike no we cannot bike pass um so people ride this stuff right and sure you know if people really feel unsafe and a lot of people do and you hear that a lot then fuck it man you know like ban them yeah <laughs> i think it sucks uh as a rider but i mean if people really don't feel comfortable with them being around they don't feel like they can walk on these paths and shit they're they got the right to be outraged or to react right you know what I'm saying? Like, I they think must have had it. quite a lot of issues because Accidents. because even leading up to this, like I would see like the straight times saying like over and yeah. over again, if you keep fucking up, we're going to ban them. If you keep if we keep getting all these reports of all these incidents, we're going to ban them. Of course, you're going to have accidents, though. Right. Yeah. These are fucking things that can ride like 35 kilometers an hour, 30 kilometers. An hour, and on sidewalks, right? it is tricky, right? Like yeah. someone just walking down, all of a sudden they get fucking brained Boom, by someone right? on, a, you know, on a scooter. It could happen, you know, like I can't tell you a number of times, like, you know, I forget to slow down the around people and shit right yeah no okay i always slow slow down around people but i can't tell you a number of times someone's just walked like just out of nowhere right and it's a sidewalk why not you know so yeah those things are going to happen you got these these vehicles are you know was it 10 kilometers an hour they changed it to yeah I don't like know. a few months ago but it was 15 for a while they tried 16 for a they while. tried to at least give the warning and then do little curb backs before the full band i can tell you that I, I stay in sembawang right yeah and Sembawang is like kind of heartlands. Nice place. And you, yeah, yeah exactly. Nice sure. Place. <laughs> and, uh, but it's heartlands, Singapore, yeah. right? In the yeah. north. And then a lot of those grab drivers and shit. First of all, they're fucking annoying. Grab riders? Oh, yeah. Because the, the, they're, they're usually the ones, they would be on the walking intersections. Yeah, sure. Right? And they would With have the their bags, scooters. Yeah. yeah. Would have their fucking, they would have some uh, amplifier, some speaker on oh, the outside bullshit. of their scooter. And they would be blasting their shitty fucking techno music while they're delivering their grab food. So, and it got so annoying. And like always going in and out, blasting their fucking loud music, Fuck ripping those guys. through. They're the ones who ruined it for everybody. Fuck those guys. And I lived on a busy corner and yes. I saw it all the time. So, so, like, from my perspective, when they banned it, I wasn't like, yeah, they banned it because I'm kind of yeah. like, I think you should be able to do what you want as long sure. as you're not sure. imposing whatever yeah. on people. But I know At those least. guys were fucking annoying, man. Like, blasting your music externally, not wearing headphones, right? I, they put I a fucking speaker hate on the guys. outside. I hate those guys. And then they rip through. It's like all these Malay grab drivers yeah. and shit like playing I, their I, shitty I, techno. And I'm or, like, God. Jesus Christ. Like, why? Why would the fuck would you do that, right? Like, those are the people that ruined it for everybody. Like, they're bad techno. They're like those assholes with the fucking cars, right? Except, you know, you don't have a car. You got a little fucking shitty scooter and you got your Bluetooth speaker that you bought for like fucking, I don't know, 50 bucks or something from Quartz. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're fucking blasting this bullshit it's music. Like no one it's not music, music, by the way. It's not music. No, it's awful. It's Te terrible. Techno is not real music. That it hasn't the, been that real was music the worst since the mid-90s. Like, at least if it right? was a good song, I'd be like, okay, cool. cool. Fucking but if you want to put your musical taste out into the world, yeah. God, at least pick something better pick than something that. Good, it's man. like, bro, if we're not raving right now, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, you I wouldn't rave that? to that. I wouldn't rave well, to that. I've if, been to raves. If I wouldn't go. I wouldn't rave to that shit. Depends on the substances that are at the. Rave. I wouldn't rave to that on all kinds of substances. <laughs> <laughs> if, if not a, that if I've tried any substances then what are we doing with yeah right music? yeah the Red Bull right <laughs> yeah the, the, Red Bull the, man. the Red Bull gives you wings bro <laughs> <laughs> but so what do you think Wugong did you see that did you see a lot of did I used to skateboard you, uh, you e-skateboard too yeah I switched to that last year actually well yeah. now they have the, bu the bikes too here's the difference about the nice. scooters what oh, I was shit. on the skateboard okay yeah 
Here's the difference with the, with the scooter riders yeah. compared to the the, motor, the bicyclers, right? Sure. The bicyclers never almost kill anyone. Like yes. they, when they get to the intersections, yeah. they like slow down or they yeah. get off the bike and then they walk it or they like slowly ride through. Yeah. Those motherfuckers on the scooters, like when they get to those intersections, they blast yeah. through, yeah. right? They're yeah. cutting through everybody and yeah. they go full speed to a stop right before yeah. like no bikers effort. are chill yeah right like if they would yeah. just like when they got to those intersections just it's relax no, it's no physical effort on your part if you're on a scooter right so you just have to press a button basically like shift the whatever the, the fucking lever right but if you're on the bicycle you actually got to put in the work to get that fast and you can like if you think about it, a bicycle will go 60 kilometers an hour Right, a bicycle will go fast, fast enough to fucking kill anyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it doesn't like, ever. It doesn't really because most people aren't going to go that fast, yeah. right? Even if they can, because they got to put in the fucking physical effort exactly. and they got to sweat, right? And they don't have the acceleration, right? Scooters got the acceleration. They got these little motors and all that, BLDCs or whatever, right? And they those things will pump out like kilowatts, right? You know, for a split second, you can pump in a lot. It's just like a fucking Tesla. Yeah. Right? Uh, the reason the Tesla goes so fucking, like, accelerates so fast is because you can just dump a bunch of, like, current into the motors, right? And they'll go. It's been engineering me talking. Oh, good. Uh, go for it. <laughs> so it just can quickly accelerate. It doesn't need fuel. Yeah. doesn't need to go through. No, I mean, it needs fuel from battery, but right? Not, but yeah. you can, you for a little, for a short period of time, you like, a few seconds, you can accelerate real fast and you can give it, like, a lot of torque, right? That's why they accelerate, uh, you know, and that, that's why they're dangerous, though, right? The reason they're dangerous... I bet you is a you lot of people got fucked up, dude. I, I bet you those, a lot of people that you didn't, because I'm telling you... I've ridden, I've ridden scooters and skateboards drunk. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I've done that a lot. I yeah. know I'm not supposed to. And a lot of people have, and I yeah. bet you a lot of people have been brained, trying to just, like, walk home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to just walk home with their headphones in. Like. Yeah, there haven't been that many deaths, right? There's been, like, like four or some shit. Oh, there have been. There have been deaths. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, though, I think what instigated this one was, like, a, an auntie or something. This young, uh, this older lady that was, like, I don't know, in her 60s or something, right? And she got hit by a scooter. And she died. You know? Shit. She went in a coma and died. You yeah, know? well, I mean, you got to do something, right? right? When people start dying, that's a... Uh... I guess. I mean, there's going <laughs> to... And Myra's like, ah, people, there's, ex- there's a certain number that's expendable. Whatever. Fucking old. Like, there the are earth certain... is for the, y- the young, you know? Whatever. There are a certain number that is expendable, though, right? Yeah, like, well, like with, with every new introduction of whatever, is transportation or whatever, something, you, you're, you're making Or you just don't right? do it, and then the number's zero. Yeah. And right, then no but one then, has to die. But you know, people die. Like the whole thing. Yeah. People, yeah, people still are. Do it illegally. I've still seen it. Yeah, I've, I've seen still plenty. seen it. I've seen plenty. So they keep up in the fine to like yeah. astronomical levels. What was the last number yeah. on the fine now for riding a scooter on the? It's like forty thousand or something. Thousands. Or something. No. Oh, no, uh, dude, no, it just no, no, no. look it up for me. We'll go yeah, if you don't yeah. mind. But yeah, they just raised it recently to some astronomical it number be because 40, people were just like, oh, "I'll pay the fine or fuck it or whatever." So they raised it to some astronomical because yeah. they made it illegal on the grass. Yeah. They made it illegal on the grates because yeah. people were trying to go on the grates and yeah. then on the sidewalk and yeah. then. So the government was just like, "Fuck you!" And then they put some astronomical number. Ride on an the, actual skateboard. Or, you know, ride an actual scooter. It's not that bad. Yeah, like, it's, can it's still okay. It's okay. Go pretty quick. You know, yeah. Five. It's gone up five thousand in three months. Three months yeah. in, uh, in jail. Yep. Yeah, to get caught with a fucking, which is probably a repeat offender kind of thing, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure it's just a warning the first time, at least till January. But yeah. Yeah. If you kill them, is man? It should. It is manslaughter, right? Yeah, it that's is. that's accidental murder, right? That's, that's the whole point of manslaughter. Yeah. 
That's the whole point of manslaughter. You should. And you should go to jail. So yeah. what happened to the person who killed someone? Yeah. Check that out. No Check one knows, man. What was his name? <laughs> yeah, what was his name? No one, see, that's kind of the weird thing, too. It's like, yeah. how do you not know that? How is that not news? Oh, this person killed someone on a fucking scooter. Mm. I didn't even hear that. I didn't even hear that story. That's a good point, right? Because they kind of, by doing that, by not like fingering that dude, right? They kind of, they also kind of shift the blame to P, the idea of a PMD, mm. right? To PMD riders in general, to PMDs as a thing in society. Well, if you were in a right? car and you hit somebody and you yeah. killed somebody accidentally, that would be manslaughter in Singapore. Yeah, but it's not big news unless it was some funky ass way you killed them, right? Like you're, I don't know, you fucking got drunk and like you you piled through you you went over five five cars on your way there you know what i'm saying like yeah so it's people the die people and that ruin it for everybody man because for sure those are probably the people that wreck somebody like yeah on the sidewalk you know so like i, I don't know the, the whole pmd thing i'm i'm i i'm not happy they're banned but it's okay right like i'm not i'm not fucked up like i'm not it's like the attitude for every singaporean about pretty much everything they're just yeah, like yeah true. but it's it's okay in the end yeah. right? society's happy here like we can take these little annoyances for the collective. we don't really have we don't really have strong opinions here you know mm. we don't um I, I think like that's one of the things that bothers me about this place right you know the whole pink dot stuff is like an exception mm. right the whole like 3778 shit right is an exception right it's like literally if i'm not wrong the only um riots sorry protests we ever have right you know that, that's the only like proper protest we got down here right on the little India? Stores. yeah uh, no the three the pink dot stuff oh, pink dot. Yeah. yeah that's all riot, we got so i went to little india. To little india even that right that's not a riot i know we have riots in, in bahrain it's not riot bro that's like a fucking saint <laughs> patrick's day in america like that's, <laughs> that's barely even like anything. it's only technically a riot they only flipped over a few cars yeah. it's fine yeah exactly that's <laughs> That's like the Eagles winning the Super Bowl or some shit. Like, oh shit, I saw that. Man, yeah, they fucking burned down the city and they won. <laughs> what the fuck? I man. know America's fucking insane. Yo, people arrived. I love how they called it a riot and they changed all of the drinking laws in Singapore and then everyone's just like, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, I thought that was logical. I thought that was fucked. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was fucked up too. They I banned all alcohol in Little India, in little for, India for, for a, a while. while. Yeah, so and you can buy it at ten thirty. Yeah, uh, and then and then eventually it became like the paper bag policy, right? Yeah. So you can't like you can't walk around with that shit. And oh, all did that. they do that? Did they yeah. change that? Yeah, yeah. You can't walk around with like anywhere with beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I still did after that after a certain time, though, right? Or is it anywhere? I thought they I had like open. Either either way, I thought that was fucked. I I. That was one of my favorite things about Singapore I, is you can walk down the street with the with beer. It. Like I, I used to I used to walk around like just fucking drinking wine. Like what's wrong with that? As long as I'm not fucking like throwing, yeah. throwing a hissy fit, you know? Well they changed it the doesn't matter, does it actually normalize anything, you know? I don't if think I'm so. walking around with a can of beer, I mean, like the only places you're gonna do that shit are like around Clark Key and whatnot. They changed right? that now too on the bridge. Oh yeah? Yeah, they you changed the walk. drinking laws on the bridge at Cart Key. When I came to Singapore. No, that bridge? Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. The fun bridge? Yeah, yeah, the bridge. Where everyone hangs out, yeah. like where all the fucking like college-age kids yeah. and shit. I like, would go there, dude. I would go get some like cheap-ass <laughs> vodka and get wrecked on that fucking bridge like all night. Yeah, I, I don't think they banned it, but they definitely yeah. changed the laws a couple years ago to make it more strict about the drinking there. That's not cool. No, no, they still do it, but they, I don't know exactly what, the, I wish I would know what I was talking about. I'd probably help the whole situation here. <laughs> do they but actually they, enforce it, though? If, if they don't enforce it, it's effectively not real, right? Like, that's the thing. We got a lot of fucking laws, right, that are kind of dumb, right? Just like anywhere else. And we got some laws that are, like, kind of fucking draconian, but we don't enforce that shit. <laughs> We're like, yeah, they're just there on the books. 
Yeah, just 2000, like better. 2015, they changed some law, yeah. but it says... Yeah, what does it say? I mean, the headline of the article is, Clark Key is still bustling with drinkers as alcohol laws kick in. And this would have been <laughs> in 2015, so... Probably I don't know exactly what business. they changed the rules, but they, they definitely edited it. They've done a, edited a lot of the drinking laws here in the last It's bad for business. You know, it's not, I, like they do that down here, right? They kind of have it in their back pocket just in case, right? And they changed the smoking too, the shisha. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was ages ago, right? They um, yeah, a few years ago. There's just no shisha anymore, or something like that, right? Unless you're in um, Arab Street, I think they still have it in like or they did for a limited. Nah, time. not in Arab Street anymore. Not not anymore. It's really? totally banned. It's totally banned. Yeah. Left. Oh, that's what it was. They could continue to use what they had really? remaining. Okay. You can't uh, buy it anymore. Yeah. I don't and know. they got rid of the vaping, all that shit too. You that's all in the last five years. Yeah. All of that. Never allowed. But people were still kind of doing it or whatever, and then they were like, no. Yeah, yeah. And also... uh, Everyone vapes here. Also the... (laughs) Chewing chewing tobacco. Chewing tobacco? tobacco. You You can't get nicotine gum no more? You get it in Little India. And And they got rid of that too. They got rid of that too. And they get rid of everything nice here. This is all, so the scooters, the alcohol, the drinking, the the chewing tobacco, all that shit we just talked about is in the last... Five, six years. If you do it so fast that people can't keep up, right? People stop caring. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I guess that's kind of like the Singaporean way, right? Like people get desensitized to the idea that, you know, we're a nanny state, you know? Like I say that as a proud Singaporean, you know what I mean? And that's like, also why you're like, well, we don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. Very easy to just I know. Like, I, I, got, shit, right? I got strong opinions about all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, what can you do, yeah. right? Like we don't really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we don't have you know, functional opposition party or any way to actually get that out. So for, for functionally, we're one party state functionally. Right. So, you know, like people just kind of like, we got that, that saying, right. Suck thumb. Right. Mm. Fuck it. Just keep your head down. Suck thumb. Yeah. Right. As long as the state's functioning at a high level, everybody will sort of collectively agree that at the end of the day, I mean, if I, if, if the fucking trains run on time and like I can get from point A to point B, like, Without people without, are making money, and people, I can I can get to my job right that that doesn't pay me bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I got a decent ass job and all that. Like if if I can have these things, right? People will tank all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. That anywhere else you think is kind of draconian, right? And that's okay, right? We'll just complain about it a little bit and then we'll forget about it. like how much do I actually need, uh, you know, to to, to vape legally, right? Mm-hmm. Like how much do I need those things? Not a whole lot. That said, it would be nice to be able to do that stuff, you know, to, to be able to complain and actually be heard, right? That's yeah. always nice to hurt. To, and um, the, the trade-off that they market down here is kind of like, you can do it, right? You can, you can complain about it by, you know, by doing so, you kind of like sacrifice, you know, stability or something like but that. I feel right? like they actually That's do the, listen. The, Even the PMD thing, right? I mean, they started doing the voucher system, whereas if you just bought one, they yeah, would give they, you they money. Well. Yeah, they handle it well. I mean, I was fine with that. Man, if they ban yeah. shit in other countries, yeah. it's just banned. They're yeah. not, the government's not going to come out and create a yeah. policy to try to ease the transition from people who sure. are they need that or it helps them do their yeah. job well. I mean, they offered money and incentives to people to get bicycles and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. they actually like heard and yeah. they understood that there was a market. Yeah. here that use those things yeah. for their jobs and then like okay if you bought one we can yeah. give you some credit we can work towards some sure. bike e- e-bike or whatever the hell the it is the 600 buck thing yeah, right? yeah. but yeah. i mean it's something it's right? they don't have to it's do shit bad. they could be like it's banned fuck you and yeah 
and they, 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 they would get away with it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe, and they would get away with it. Well, yeah, people would probably. complain, and then they to would be fair, it is election and, season, so oh, yeah, maybe that's why it's kind of election season. But so. at least they did something, right? Yeah. I mean, that is at least at least yeah. tells your population that we hear you. Yeah, here's something that the government will do on top of that to try and ease your situation. You know, most people that write PMDs on Grab Food drivers, though, right? They're they're not like delivery people. They're yeah. they're people. They're just yeah. normal people that bought this stuff, though. And yeah, you could yeah. buy them in the shops as early as as recently as like a month ago. Yeah, you know, so and and by. then what? You know what? You're gonna get the money back for that shit. You know, now to yeah, now you can only ride at East Coast Park. You yeah, know? you can only do it. It's fucking useless. Which is totally you know? useless. You yeah. bought it as a commuter device, and now it's an East Coast Park kind of thing. Yeah, now it's know? like, oh, let's go ride e-scooter over in a circle for yeah. like... <laughs> right? For, <laughs> let's go have an exhilarating day at an East Coast Park. exhilarating day, It'll going awesome. up and down East Coast Park. We'll go 15 kilometers an hour. It's going to be crazy. No, you won't. Not on the weekend, right? Have oh. you ever been to East Coast Park on the weekend? <laughs> yeah. Motherfuckers be walking on bike paths, man. Yeah. People don't give a fuck down here about bike paths man <laughs> there's a like where i live which is like marine uh, marine crescent right now we got like a we got a east coast uh, sorry we got a park connector we got park connector to kambanga and mrt right so like that whole stretch which is awesome i love it but that whole stretch right on the weekend is just filled with kids mm. there's just children walking people walking their dogs all kinds of shit right they walk on bike path the bike section they walk on the, north, the pedestrian section singaporeans don't respect bike paths mm. It's we just don't. whatever's the most direct it's path to where they're going. Exactly, right? right? Bike path or sidewalk. Exactly, or right? It, functionally, we don't have a bike path, right? Yeah. And that kind of sucks, you know? Or even a bike right. lane when you were on the roads. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that. Right? A lot of cities have that. Yeah. I mean, if you go to Europe and stuff, they have them everywhere. I've seen them. I've seen them. You yeah, know? I mean, a lot, of them, a lot of cities are making those, like, just they widen the roads and then they put the bike path on the yeah. side because especially places but here you don't really need it because it's the MRT is so yeah. good the public transit's so good it's always on time it's never down so like I remember like okay so this is kind of off topic but like when I was in LA like I would jaywalk and people would give me like shit for it like people really? would talk about it, like yo what yo what really? the fuck man you know yeah, yeah. When That's I was in, like, is that is that what, is that an American thing or is that just LA? I don't know. In my like just a city like, thing. Nobody ever waits for those. Really? Crosswalk. Yeah, only in Singapore. So like it in Los me, Angeles, it's a thing. Like, maybe it's a thing there. Maybe they give out tickets for it because the traffic there is so insane. Yeah, like like nobody did it. Like but I would in Singapore, just say it's, it's always completely weird. deserted. I'll, I'll be sitting there like trying to cross the street. There will not be a car yeah. with invisible view at all in any direction. Fuck it. Go. And people will stop. <laughs> And they're waiting. And I'm like, the only way you could possibly be hit by a car is if you just laid down in the middle of the road for Everyone like two minutes. Everyone does it. <laughs> and they're all just like waiting for their turn to walk. And I'm like, just go. Like, what are you? So well like conditioned, Like chaos man. rain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anarchy. 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 <laughs> Breaking the law. I know. And I'm just like, they can't even stomach it just to like break that little law just jaywalk a little bit it's gonna feel good we're law-abiding people man we're law-abiding people down here man man. it's the fabric of society right you start with the jaywalk what's next yeah what's next you're gonna be like holding your beer you're gonna be like drinking wine out of a glass walking on the street yeah without your paper bag without your paper bag like a savage (laughs) (laughs) god damn singapore is fucking that's a slippery slope man i know jaywalking No brown bags. Next thing you know, there'll be murders on the streets, man. There'll just be like riots every fucking day. Oh, you know what else I just remembered? They also changed the smoking laws. Remember? (gasps) What about? 
Remember oh, the five-year bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that, that was, was also fucked. with all. Of, I'm just realizing. God, they've done a lot. <laughs> they've changed a lot of these laws in the last six years. I, I'm actually. I, I'm actually. I do not like that law. I fucking do not like that law. Everybody smokes down here. Like the the HDB thing. Do like, you know Mugong? Well, yeah. Now you're not allowed to smoke within five meters of without like the, five meter, within five meters of the entrance of a public building. Of yeah. Any building, public or building, or like the MRT stations or H, the bus, yeah, the yeah. bus stations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Orchard Street is a no, Orchard Road is a non-smoking zone. That's all been in the last, which is insane. since I've been in Singapore. That's yeah. all existed since I've been in Singapore. Yeah, I I don't get that. You know, like I just don't understand that. Everyone smokes here, you know, and we pro- probably because like that's the only thing we can get, right? Yeah, but there's just nothing else to do here. People need substance abuse, oh right? Substance God. abuse that's is the a issue. requirement, it's right? The only any, problem with Singapore, and I say that problem yeah. a bit tongue in cheek, but yeah. like, God, what do you do here for fun? <laughs> like gambling, smoking, it, and right? drinking. Like that's 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 pretty much it. And even the right. gambling, if you're a local, they charge you an extra hundred yeah. bucks. Well, to go you can into gamble casino. illegally here, right? You yeah. see, like it's all over the place. The same way we got prostitution. Well, that's the only good thing but i'm fucking married so that advice is gone <laughs> yeah true that true that man but that one that one makes me laugh man the well, first oh, of the all, prostitution the, thing well the prostitution yeah. thing and the gambling thing like, yeah if you go to the casino as a local they charge you a hundred dollars to walk in the door to walk in a hundred dollars bro the house always wins and to Fuck to lose know. that just to walk in the door first of all like only foreigners get the benefit as, of... As a guy that thinks gambling is fucking bullshit, like stupid as fuck, like, okay, like, I'm down with that, man. I think it's stupid. I mean, I'm not a gambler, but, but it's but like, get, bro, I the house it. always wins and you're going to charge a $100 fee just get, to walk in the door yo, like you don't send a chance. Play Mahjong, play Mahjong with, like, dollar coins, man. Oh, yeah, fuck that fun. shit. That's fun. Little, it is little, bro. fun. It's like you can't Put a K on people. a fucking thing, a roulette, <laughs> and then come talk to me about fun. I don't know. I've never done it, but I, I can imagine it would be... I've never had a $1,000 to just fucking shit yeah, away exactly. nobody has ever given me a thousand dollars and gone like yo man just go and fucking shit the-. instead of buying something that you actually want go go and like risk this stuff on like a poker table but a, a lot of people do <laughs> that is a that is a thing here in singapore i know a lot of people who have like family members and they know people that yeah. lost their money gambling and lost a lot of their money i mean gambling. like it's kind of a like i've always thought that as far as advice it's like the worst of the vices like, yeah me it's too a dumb vice you know yeah. I, or is advice that I've, I've understood the least you know, like I get, I get, you know what? I get, I get substance abuse, right? Yeah, like me too. You alcohol, getting, smoking, alcohol, smoking, smoking I get whatever, that. right? Yeah. Like you get it, right? You, you prostitution. Drink, prostitution, right? <laughs> I get that one, Wugong. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm a partaker of it, Not but that I get the impulse. I'm a good boy. <laughs> But I get it. They're they're the pleasure I can relate to, yeah. right? Like the 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 release of dopamine or whatever, right? You get mm. that shit, right? Uh, going to a club, whatever, right? Gambling, though, I've never I've never understood, right? The the, the high that you get from risk, but like. Mm. Like I do martial arts, so it's like every time I I kind of like I spar live, right? Like my limbs are at risk to a certain extent, yeah. right? You know, when I think about it, that's kind of one of the reasons I do this stuff, right? Like I, I kind of a little I, bit of the risk yeah. reward, yeah. Like you get the I dopamine like, hit too, a little threat in your life, yeah. a little. If you think about it, like a lot of, it, it's a kind of an extreme experience in a lot of ways because the objective of the game that you're playing is, you know, joint locks, you know, cracking something, cracking a, you know, like you potentially like I've blown out my knees and I still do heels. Yeah, I kill you or you, you kill know? me. Who kills each other first you know, and the exactly. fastest? And, Right, yeah, it's a, it's and a the great high game. that you get from that, you don't get from every, anything else, right? No, and the you crushing, soul crushing defeat of getting murdered too, simulated murder. But what is that? If not like a gamble, 
right? It is like a gamble. A risk, yeah, right? yeah, that's it's a great way of putting simple. it. There's definitely a, so instead, an element of that. Instead of taking your fucking money and going to like, like when I was in Las Vegas, right? Like I went to visit Las Vegas last year, December, two years ago, whatever. Um, when, when I was in Vegas, like I was walking through the fucking malls and the, the, the casinos and all that. And you see all these people that like flew around the world, halfway around the fucking world, right? Went through the center of the planet, basically, right? To fucking sit at a poker table, smoke a cigarette or whatever, and... Lose all their money. Lose all their goddamn <laughs> money like idiots, right? Or play a fucking slot machine, yeah, right? Or whatever, right? Over and over Pl- and over Like, again. talk about something they could have done at home, literally, on the yeah. internet or something. Or if you're Chinese, you can go to Macau, right? But they did in Vegas, right? It's the American dream, baby. It's the American dream. You can go there and you can win millions in an instant, or you can go and lose everything. Or, or and no one will give a fuck. Or you could have gone to, like... You, you know Vegas got this place called Red Rock Canyon you yeah. ever been there yeah. I've never been I heard of it there. it's fucking beautiful because you can take an Uber ride down there you can't take an Uber ride back by the way don't don't just remember that get book an Uber in advance right because you can't take it back um, that was my problem I had to hitch a ride back um, <laughs> but like you could take an Uber ride down there for 30 minutes in 30 minutes you're you're all the way out of the city right and you climb this fucking mountain right and it's beautiful you get this the thrill of climbing a fucking mountain in a couple of hours, right? And you get this amazing view of grassland that you never see, right? And you, you could do that, right? And then maybe go train at like Robert Drysdale's or some shit, a team quest, right? And like risk your limbs, right? Twice in one day. Or you could just sit at the fucking poker table and just shit your money away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, you... I don't know. I can't imagine... I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely not my type of advice. But yeah. I can imagine there's something to it of like... You know, you got to get bit by the bug, I think. Yeah. If, if you put 100 bucks on there and you yeah. win, like, 1,000, 10, 10 times profit or something, you'd probably be like, fuck, if I can just do that again, you know, I assume that that's the pool. You could that's just take risks, or you could take risks in or life. Or you can save up your money like a fucking conservative person over years and years of hard work and toil. Or you can fucking throw a, your life savings in one instant. And so, then, so like in I'm not, life, I'm not promoting that. Is don't the do that. So like, like life is a risk, though, right? Like you, you gamble. You know, you you start this, you start this place up, man. You founded this place. This, this beautiful ass like gym and all that. Like that's a that's a risk. What if what is that? If that, that's not a kind yeah. of a gamble, right? Starting a business is high risk, high it's reward. High risk, high sure. reward, right? You know, like I, I do a startup. That's high risk, high reward, mm. right? Anytime you do a career change or some shit like that or, or, or you change your job or that's high risk, high reward, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're giving something up in return for something else. Life is full of gambles, right? Yeah. Well, you got sit like a casino. So yeah, it should be $100 to walk into MBS. <laughs> you know, this fucking... I guess if you don't have $100, ass. Then what the fuck are you doing anyway? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, right? If you're not willing to throw away $100 just to see a bunch of people sit at tables right uh, and and play cards something you could have done at home drinking with your friends right and you don't have to pay them the debt because your friends hopefully right what are you doing mm. you know screw that but part of me would like to be like a fly on the wall and just watching one of those tables where it's like 10k a hand what and you just watch these motherfuckers sweat right you just watch these guys like shes <laughs> the because you know Ten thousand okay. dollars, bro. I, I watch it. I'm like, I don't want my life to have that kind of stress. I try to live a stress stress free existence if possible, and I don't think that that's the that's the move. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. A fly on the wall of that, right? 
I think that's part of the appeal of like watching these like these sports, right? These extreme sports, right? Where people like could fucking die, right? Yeah, the risk. MMA, right? Yeah, it's kind of like that, you know, like like the 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 risk of a cage match is pretty high, right? And I think a big part of the appeal, like when I want, like I love watching MMA, like like on TV or whatever. But I always like I'm not a huge fan of it live, mm. right? I always have trouble like watching that stuff live. Yeah, it's more of a social thing than yeah. actually like watching the fights yeah. type thing. But, like, I think a big part of the appeal is, like, the alcohol, right? The substance abuse, basically, right? Of, like, yeah. alcohol, caffeine, and it's all that. It's an event. Yeah. It's an event. Sitting there with your friends, talking shit about the fights. And then you, you get to be present when, when, you know, the lion finally bites the, the lion handler, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The, it's exactly like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's the appeal, man. It's good stuff. All right, let's finish up on that, yeah. though, man. I got to... Gotta let Wukong get out of here. Plus, I'm starting to bang the drums and shit next door. What is happening? <laughs> they always do the live music and shit around <laughs> 6 o'clock on Sundays. All right, man. All is right. Is there anything else? You got anything you want to plug? Yeah. Not much, not much. You know, Grappalasia's doing the ADCC next year. That's, that's one thing that's confirmed. So, like, that, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to bring the ADCC trials to Singapore. Oh, let's, let's do another podcast before. We'll promote yeah, the shit out yeah, of that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we should totally do that, right? So, like... Do you know yeah. when that's going to be? That's going to be in December. December of next year. December of next that's year. That's a big one. Yeah, we got, we're awesome. going like to set, set the day and all that and mm. you know, get the venue and whatnot. But you know, that's going to happen. You know? So that's going to be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of the Kazakhstanis, trials Kazakhstanis here. coming. Yeah. That's going to be fucking sick, dude. I know, nice. I know. So if people don't know, the, the, the last Asian trials, there, there was only one in, in, in Japan, right? In Tokyo. And big, you know, they, they held it in Kazakhstan. and they had to You actually get it. the ticket if you, if you, you win? Yeah. You get a ticket down there. You got a place. You got a spot in the, in the finals or in your bracket, right? Whatever weight class you win. Mm-hmm. The way it works is like you win the trials, right? And then you get a slot in, your, in the weight category that mm-hmm. you want. I don't know if the absolutes. I got to check this out. I don't know if the absolutes are going to be done and what, the, what you get from the absolute. But... You know, they uh, that's that's how the weight categories work. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm definitely gonna be watching that. That'll yeah. be sick. You're not gonna compete? Uh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. It's too much work. I'm thinking man. about it. I'm thinking about it. Oh, you should. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Do it, bro. Why not? <laughs> fuck, I, I gotta get some. Comp- can you, I haven't can, can you work ages? and do it at the same time? Can I work and do it? Work it and. Work it? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you're gonna be. There is there is a. a, a <laughs> yeah, that, there is that. I don't know. I, don't know. I probably shouldn't ref at the very least. Yeah, right? ref yourself in your own match. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? We got one of our guys, Arthur. He does that all the time, right? Oh, yeah. He came in and trained with me like a week ago no or shit. two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he actually talked to me about the podcast and he was yeah. asking me about getting you guys both on to talk about oh, the, the Grapple Asia stuff. And I was like, oh, why he's not? already gonna come on, but why not? before you guys do your next yeah. uh, event. Let me know. We can come in and we can yeah. promote it and yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it and all that yeah. kind of shit. Whether that. it's ADCC or one before that or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you should totally bring that guy on. That guy's got stories, man. That guy was a paramedic. Is it? Yeah, he was a paramedic. Yeah, I told him I definitely. He wanted service. to do one like with you and like the three of us, and I was I'm, I'm down, down to that. do that. I'm so. down with that. Yeah. Arthur, if you're listening, we'll get you on one of these days, man. Yeah, totally. All right, man. All right. This is uh, got. episode 11 of the Stronghold Podcast. My hair. Appreciate it, buddy. Oh, totally. Cheers. Pleasure. Cheers. All right. See you, everybody.